hello, United States media. I'd like to make a complaint. Oh, did you see the Biden speech? Very presidential. He's got empathy. Indeed. I wish to complain about that there, Biden. What I voted for not half a year ago from this very state. Oh, yes, the, uh, the Biden. What's, uh, what's wrong with him? I'll tell you what's wrong with him, my lad. He's dead. That's what's wrong with him. No, no, he's, uh, he's resting. I know a dead Biden when I see one, and I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> no, 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 he's not dead. He's resting. Remarkable creature, the Biden, isn't it? Beautiful plumage. The plumage don't enter into it. He's stone dead. No, 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 no. He's resting. All right, if he's resting, I'll wake him up. Hello, Mr. Biden! Mr. B- I've got a lovely, fresh program for you to racially means test when you wake up, Mr. Biden! Hello? There, he moved. I uh, didn't. I was you hitting the podium. I never. You did? I never. Never did anything. Hello, Biden! Wake up! Now that, that's what I call a dead Biden. No, no, no. No, he's stunned. Stunned? Yeah, you stunned him just as he was waking up. Biden's stunned easily. Look, mate, I've had about enough of this. That Biden is definitely deceased. And when I voted not half a year ago, you assured me that its total lack of movement was due to it being tired and shagged out following a prolonged squawk. <laughs> well, he's he's uh, probably pining for the Fords. Pining for the Fords? While that is a serviceable near rhyme and implicates the dumb muscle car image that the Onion and others have put on him, I do have to ask, why did he fall flat on his back the moment I got him into office? The Biden prefers keeping on its back. Remarkable Biden, isn't it, Squire? Lovely plumage. Look, I took the liberty of examining that Biden during that Afghanistan speech, and I discovered that the only reason that he had been sitting at that podium in the first place was because he had been nailed there. Well, of course he was nailed there. Otherwise, he'd have muscled up and away from that podium to an ice cream parlor like Voom. Voom? Mate, this Biden wouldn't Voom <laughs> if you put four million volts through it. He's bleeding demise. No, no, he's pining. He's not pining. He's passed on. This Biden is no more. He has ceased to be. He's expired and gone to meet his maker. This is a late Biden. <laughs> he's a stiff bereft of life he rests in peace if you hadn't nailed him to the perch he'd be pushing up the daisies his metabolic processes are now a part of history he's off the twig he's kicked the bucket he's shuffled off the mortal coil run down the curtain and join the bleeding choir invisible this is an ex biden well i better replace it then uh sorry citizen i better look around back at the shop and uh we're right out of biden's ah, i see i see what do you have I got a Kamala Harris.
That was the greatest and widest male cold open <laughs> in the world. A long time ago, me and my co-host Brett here, we was hitchhiking down a long, lonesome road. All of a sudden, there shined a shiny demon in the middle of the road. And he said, Do the whitest sketch in the world, or I'll eat your soul. Soul. Well, me and Brett, we looked at each other. And we each said, Okay. okay. And we played the first sketch that came to our heads. It just so happened to be the whitest sketch in the world. It was the whitest sketch in the world. Ha! Look into my eyes and it's easy to see. One and one makes two. The Python's Monty. It was destiny. Oh, once every hundred thousand years or so. And the sun doth shine and the moon doth glow. And you've got no hope. Yeah, so uh, doesn't doesn't get more uh, two white guys than doing a Monty Python. Literally, if you can think of an example of something more two white guys in their thirties, just cishet straight white guys, than doing a Biden themed Monty Python dead parrot sketch on their political podcast for social for socialism. Uh, but but yeah, thank. Thanks, the wire. Thanks. That's the one I got. What's the that? Only, it's the only wider thing I could think of is is white is dudes the, doing the wire a wire pit. Oh no, that that actually <laughs> just hurt me. My spine. <laughs> as we'll talk to, I have I have I have back and brain problems, right? And, and it, what a relief because when you said that, the chill that went up the entirety of my spine. <laughs> imagining like that is that's like um was it like the New Republic or some magazine after nine eleven did did like. Wow, the, the journalist boys on the corner getting ready to make war. And it's just like, uh, uh, is is Donald Rumsfeld the Bodie? And man, what a time to be fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's funny. People forget how like. How like fucking insane things were back in the day, like what now shit is insane. Like the media is in, insane with its fucking like, Oh yeah. They're lost Afghanistan. They, they, they've lost the thread. They're just like, what about this? What about that? Like just trying to get back to war. But you have to understand uh, if you were around during the run up, we actually did spend like 2.3 trillion on Afghanistan, a bazillion in Iraq. Like we ended up doing it. So yeah. the propaganda we got at the time was fucking nuts. And I mean, all those people run outlets now, Ezra Klein, Matty Iglesias. Yeah, they didn't go away. They were rewarded for that. Yeah. They, it turns out uh, it, if you get enough spoils from war, that makes your life easier. Uh, that's why people do it, I think. Uh, frankly, Damn. yeah, Frank, we need to pivot. That's the way to do it. <laughs> the fuck are we doing? Yeah, see, that's, that's the worst part about being enlisted. You get no spoils and all the pain. Oh, dude, I we got to. Okay. So first of all, I thought this was a joke, but this just happened as I was uh, like like starting the the recording, mm -hmm. bro. Biden, I know, I know, but this is interesting to me. Biden had a meeting. You know those meetings you do with the like two chairs in the White House, where it's like you know, and it was always a big thing. Like, did Trump 
commit a faux pas by shaking Trudeau's wrist too hard sort right. of thing. Bro, Biden just met with the Israeli prime minister, right? Like, you know, I think Netanyahu's out, right? So it's, yeah. it's new guy. This is a big moment for, you know, Israel and, and the U.S. Now, do I think that Israel and the U.S. should have big moments together? No. Because I'm a taxpayer, I don't know why my money's going towards that when one out of every fucking ten kids in my city uh, are literally homeless. You know, I would take care of the the, the homeless kids before I did Iron Dome too. But you know, I'm not the president of the United States. But who is the president of the United States? Is Joe Biden? And this motherfucker took a nap in the middle of the summit. Did he really? on camera? He passed out, and the fucking is right. Not like oh, maybe he's passed out. That motherfucker is. He's with the fucking Nemo and shit. He's flying he through grandpa's the dream. Time. Yeah, he is gone. And the the, P, the Israeli PM like looks at him, and then I got to say, like this is a thirty second thing, like because he realized like this motherfucker is fucking not conscious, and he looks over and he starts talking about how it's so important. Because remember, like Israel, it's new PM, but it's all fucking far right. I mean, it's insane, right? Yeah, of course. And and so. The Democrats in general, despite giving them everything in the world, like, you know, there's a bipartisan consensus on our, our arms trade, um, you know, of the people in power. So he doesn't necessarily love Biden. So when Biden is passed out, he starts going, that's why it's so important to show strength, both in Israel and America, to really show their presence. In- <laughs> and Biden is just, he's eyes closed, head down fully unconscious that motherfucker's Hold, dead he's definitely asleep no it's not close this is not like a uh uh he remains like that on video the whole time oh yeah that's definitely a dude falling asleep and like twitching as he goes down yeah oh you watch the video yeah it just, just keeps little, going it's just him being like you know it, it was this so i think the first thing you know we you got the military <laughs> thing so i think we got to do i i'm curious where you're at on Afghanistan because it just seems like what a shit like, show everyone by the way everyone uh is basically like done with Biden Kamala Harris literally rolled her eyes when uh Joe went oh uh um, he was reading the teleprompter bear by the way what a fucking performance <laughs> but like he's reading the teleprompter and he loses it so he goes so you know uh, uh the deal now now li- now listen or whatever his fucking thing is and Kamala looks over at him and just goes like Oh, <laughs> because she's at the point now where it weekend at Bernie's is over, right? We're at the point in the movie where people are discovering he's been dead and she's now on screen going like you had one fucking job. <laughs> like, I'm glad it's not me giving this speech, right? But Jesus fucking Christ, it's bad. <laughs> she's also not getting anywhere. So they're both just on the same sinking ship. Shocker. All right. Exactly. As anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I was gonna say it sort of two things. One, it, I do find it very darkly comedic that, oh, it's hilarious. We've had how many presidents who have refused to do anything in Afghanistan? Cause they know it's going to be, it's going to just collapse in on itself. Everybody knew that the minute you leave, it's going to collapse in on itself again. That was like well known <laughs> across the board. That's why nobody wanted to pull out. And it was easier to just keep sending enlisted people to fucking die because no one gives a shit about them. And keep spending trillions and trillions of dollars uh, rather than in the war. And even Trump realized it and just pushed it off. And I will say what is funny is as evil as Trump's plan was to turn it over to contractors, it probably would have been a less disastrous exit than this. 
No, so this, is is, spe- this is a spectacular fit. Like, I'm not even a guy. It's comedic to me yeah. that he, he ran for president like four fucking times. This is his life's dream. He gets in while his brain is turning to mush and it immediately shits the bed on foreign policy, the thing that he's supposed to be great at. Also, right? uh, literally, most likely at this point. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, I, you know, if Brad was here, I think he would he would sort of waffle on, well, of course, it's not professional to diagnose these sorts of things. But if you're at the point where you're falling asleep mid-conversation and, and getting confused about what you're doing in the room while you're addressing the United States people about the loss of service member life, which I assume is the only people that died because those are the only people mentioned in any of the headlines. God. I think all that, it, all the Afghans got away safe, I think. They definitely did. Because there were definitely women in there. Yeah. I, so the other part, of, so that part is funny to me that like he just gets brutally owned by this thing that like it was going to be a shit show for whoever did it and mm-hmm. he did such a bad job of it he managed to make it worse uh upped by the fact that he one said you're not going to get a picture of us like evacuating like we did in vietnam and then that happened and then two a week before this said uh no service members have died so you guys can hate the exit but nobody's died you know god forbid and then like immediately Right. So that part, that part's kind of fucking hilarious to me because fuck Biden, fuck this whole concept of like, oh, he knows what he's doing. He's never known what he's doing. He's always been a fucking idiot. Bro, this is at this point, you hate to be like two sides of the same coin. But if you looked at Trump as a Republican back in the day and you were just like, God damn, there's a fucking alpha. And it's like, yeah, this fucking queen from Queens, real estate bitch, mm-hmm. this guy, like this, this motherfucker has opinions on Twilight. Not that he keeps to himself. That he needs to find a platform to express to the citizens. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's absurd to think of him as like an alpha Chad, whatever. But, it. I mean, in terms of, if we're talking relatively, he's a functional human being. So he does still have the potential to like, accidentally do like the YMCA dance at a campaign event and just prove to everyone that maybe he does fuck, right? Biden... If if you're looking at Biden, it's like empathy. Look at the man. He had to hold back. He, look at this Irish gentleman. It's a, a throwback to a an earlier era. He, ha, he has to restrain his emotion when he thinks about the loss of life. It's like that motherfucker's asleep. You you are a you're out of your mind if you are being inspired. If you're being inspired by this guy, uh uh please hit me up. Uh I'm available. I, I, I'm I'm willing to serve any purpose in your life because your standards are so fucking low. Uh, like I, how does how does one not get in? How does one not look in the mirror and go like, today I have one mortal life, and today I decided to spend it defending praising Joe Biden, an, an embalmed, honestly, sort of the perfect dem because his entire viscera is gone. He can no longer be be said to be truly alive. But for <laughs> some reason, I defended this symbol as hugely inspiring to me. In what way? We are getting to the point of like a uh, dead pope on the throne and everybody pretending he's alive and doing good work. Like we're very close to that with the Dems. No, we're there now. Oh, the there, last, there, in the last a pile of bones, hours. And that pile of bones is inspirational. The only thing inspirational about him is he's a, 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 a basically mediocre white guy with, with no real beliefs or morals that is having a, admittedly more hardworking woman handle everything for him that he then takes the credit for that bit 
pretty based as the kids it, say. he's inspiring for every used car salesman out there you can be a sleazy piece of shit and get ahead in this country look it, it it's that a seems vibe like the only way to get ahead but yeah it's like that i think you should leave sketch where he's like i used to be a piece of shit i used <laughs> i used to do redlining okay every day redlining i go into the stakes i go into steakhouse i say don't give it to any of those black people <laughs> i used to be a piece of shit hair slick but he still has his hair slick back <laughs> like, he does yeah i what i'm saying is people can change now now listen <laughs> listen jack uh <laughs> just fucking idiot and i love by the way uh uh this is something i read from uh marg bar america on twitter uh you know they're they're good at this sort of stuff commentary and all that uh they said can't emphasize enough how expected these responses from bloodthirsty right-wingers are with regards to Kabul. a few troops die and they're calling for us to raise whole afghan villages something america did often by the way we knew it for the last 20 years i don't know it didn't work guys we already tried that shit i mean did it you could have paid it just go this is like when you discover like you, you discover a book you know like like brett you read like war of the twins and you're like, wait a second. There's 20 years of this content. There's a time <laughs> of the twins. There's a dragons of summer fest or what? You know, you know, the actual title. Say it. I know it's killing you. What's the title? I dragons don't of know. spring. That's the, that's the second. They're season themed. Yeah. They're there, all... There's an autumn, a winter and a spring. And then the sequel, there's a summer. And I don't remember what the other two are. The this, this sequel trilogy is eh. But it's like, I want to tell people that are just like, we need to turn that whole fucking desert into glass, go into villages and nuke everyone, which by the way, is what like a huge amount of Americans were saying, which of course it is. Again, those of you that weren't around uh, after 9-11, uh, your friends would just be like, turn Afghan women into putty, kill them all. And you're just like, wow, that's intense. What what do you do for a living? And they're like, I'm, I'm the lifestyle editor at, at time magazine. <laughs> it's just fucking brutal. So anyway, uh, Mark bar here says, these are the same psychos who suddenly cared about Afghan women last week. Yeah. Like, Oh, hundred percent, bro. Just, just go, Hey, pop open. Remember Snowden? I know at the time you're like, what's this gay lib doing? I'm not looking into that, bro. If you want to see Afghan villages and, and fucking Brown people get disintegrated, just there's plenty of content for you. Oh yeah. You don't you don't have to keep posting and we don't have to stay there. The job is done if the job is just endless hours of countless humans engaging in absolute barbarity and causing untold suffering for countless generations. If that's your kink, I got great fucking news oh, yeah. for you. I uh I it randomly on like a, a military meme post which like Somehow it de- it devolved into people being like, this is ridiculous. We should go in there, drop bombs, raise villagers, same shit you're talking about. And it's just a series of veterans being like, what do you think we've been doing for 20 years? What yeah, do you I, think we've has been busy. occurred? It didn't work, you dumbass. It's so funny to see that like the normal hawkish American response of like, let's go in and swing our dick. And it's like, we've been doing that. This is the end result. Nothing changed. So we can do it again for another 20 years, you fucking savages. Like, Jesus Christ, you morons. That said, uh, he absolutely fucked us up. Right? Oh, he did, no, he, he could not have fucked it up he more. He couldn't have done worse. Like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a series of, like, like, one, you assume the country would be stable for six months plus after you left. What they like, call it a reasonable exit or no reasonable period. I don't, I don't read books. I don't they, know, probably some Kissinger shit, but their worst case scenario was like, Oh, things are fine for six months. And it's like, didn't you guys think that for Nam as well? Like 
And again, all of you motherfuckers were around for Nam, so you should remember that lesson. Like, that should be the one positive having ancient ghouls in charge is you actually remember the thing. But they did the same thing again, where they 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 went, oh, it'll be fine. Uh, we'll just pull out fast. Uh, we won't do evacuations of our translators. Mr. Empathy was like, maybe we'll just leave the people who helped us to die. We'll deal with that later. And like, didn't, didn't consider it all. And then even when they started slowly evacuating the fringes and they saw the Taliban were rolling, all you had to do was say like, oh, okay, we're going to put enough troops in Kabul to hold it while we get everybody out. And instead, they they removed, let Kabul get taken over and went, oh, shit, fuck, let's take the airport and just hold the airport. That's like, no, once the city's gone, you're fucked. You can't do, we hold a single airport in a crowded city. Like, that's just a terrible, terrible idea. Now, look, you're not even saying like, oh, we need, we need more troops in Afghanistan. You're saying like, as you do the exit, for the sake, I know you in the, the military industrial complex. It's called an ordered retreat. Yeah. Y'all, y'all <laughs> don't care about the actual loss of, of like enlisted life, but you know, you as Brett, uh, kind of do because like these are, you know, normal people and, and kids that just by circumstance, look, some people are psycho, but like by circumstance or their material conditions, they just needed to get in the military. They got a shit fucking detail. Uh, and then they got nuked. Uh, because President Biden couldn't set shit up. Like the the foreign policy blob only cares about these deaths because it has made it harder to convince people that like we need to go into. I've heard, I've heard Pakistan, uh, I have heard Iran, I have Iran's heard the most China, likely. but like I'm hearing every like Pakistan. Pack it. I feel like that Alan Iverson show forever, but it's also, just, yeah. but they're like, we need to take on the ISI who is hiding, who is hiding Biden. Pakistan. Yeah. We ain't, we ain't talking about bin Laden anymore. <laughs> we're talking about Pakistan, Pakistan, by the way, I understand that we're one of the top political comedy podcasts in Pakistan. So I, I don't mean to, to denigrate Pakistan. Frankly, I, I think you'd be a great opponent for the United States. You'd probably fucking wash us. It'd be like True. it'd be like when Reagan or whatever is just like I. Sometimes I, I think about if an alien came down and they were mad at us. Boy, we'd all get together and take it out. Of, I would love to unify the tribal areas by just fucking washing us for a couple of years. Like credit to you guys. Uh, y'all are firing off rounds always, and I think that's dope. All three and, of those options would wash us: Pakistan, no, Iran, or China. No, there's absolutely no fucking way. It's like, god damn, we couldn't do Afghanistan. What if we made the terrain worse and the military more sophisticated than it had allies? <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> That'll but, work out this time. But to the, uh, if you'll indulge me, Brett, to, to the idea of they don't actually care about the humans that that died oh, Af- not. afghan obviously they don't even make the fucking papers and it was 170 afghans way more afghans i just look americans don't care about maybe you, 160 but a, a great example from this uh, uh should we call it an evacuation uh that really like why even come up with metaphors right so this is from sky news in britain i'm going to read you a segment this is about the evacuation of of some fucking British guy. I think he's like a um, diplomat or whatever. Anyway, I don't care. Here is the quote. Penn Farthing, 57, was on Friday night, finally admitted to Kabul airport with his 94 dogs and 79 cats for a stressful evacuation. But he was forced to farewell his Afghan staff, who had reared dozens of the rescued animals by hand. The distraught man told the son, 
quote, it is just so depressing I had to leave them behind. Some of them came with me to the airport, but they weren't allowed to cross the line from Taliban to British control. There were lots of tears when we said goodbye. I feel so many things. I feel sad for them, but I'm relieved for me, and I, I feel happy for the animals. This motherfucker <laughs> evacuated 94 dogs and 79 cats before one Afghan. Not any Afghan, his own staff. And then he went to meet them and was like, well, tough break, chops, but you're going to have to sit here and get executed. Goodbye. <laughs> Ta-ta. Uh, it really oh, is Vietnam all over again. Could you help me carry my 94 fucking dog? Why do you have so many dogs and cats? Why do they need to come to America? Presumably because you looked at them. Uh, I mean, look, this is, this is just, we all know this, but let's just go look down the void for a second. It's because when he looks at dogs and cats, he goes, I could not imagine abandoning them. But when you look at a brown person, you're like, eh, I don't fucking know. Like, figure it out, bitch. Hey, this is where they come from. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're naturally adaptive, I bet. Anyway, I've worked with you for 20 years. Peace out. You're definitely not going to get executed for working with me. Think about how, think about the cargo hold of a C-130. Now think about 94 dogs and 79 cats. That's what, 100, 173 dogs and cats. Do that in your mind. Just like in your mind, imagine like a row of five dogs and cats. And now multiply that way too many fucking times for human rights considerations. That's what that guy's airplane looked like. <laughs> Was that on the regs? Was it? Here's the thing. I'm surprised in, they let him take them all. Yeah, honestly. in World War II, uh, when the Polish Expeditionary Force was trying to to go to fucking Italy, and they had Wojtek, the soldier bear, one of the greatest Polish soldiers ever. If you don't know Wojtek, W O J T E K, uh, because Poland doesn't spell anything fucking anything related to how you say it. Four hundred consonants and four vowels or whatever. <laughs> When we tried to get Wojtek, we, like I was there, I was in Anders' army, actually. Uh, when we tried to get fucking the bear on the ship, they're just like, oh, that's ridiculous. You can't, you can't bring a, a, an animal on a military transport. We have men here that need the space. And fast forward like 70 years, people are like, nah, fuck it. I like cats. Look at this. Look at this adorable floof. Get the fuck out of here, fucking Malala. I'm genuinely surprised they let him. Literally I, letting Afghans fall off the wheels of the plane as it takes <laughs> off, but holding your 93rd dog and sad that you can't pet the 94th at the same time. That is the most <laughs> British shit, though. That the, Even the British Army was like, yeah, that seems fair. We do value animals above humans, especially non-British humans, 100%. Like, oh my god. that It is just Vietnam all over again. Same Same exit strategy of just like, you're just scrambling and desperate. Um, and that's what I was saying before is it's not the, Biden was right to end the, to stick with the end, right. That they had already been set up before he got in, in August, he was wrong in how he went about it. Right. He did the same assumptions we did when we came in of like, ah, it'll go pretty well. Worst case scenario. We're in there for like three years. Same thing we did with Iraq. Ah, they'll, they'll, they'll treat us as liberators. Worst case scenario. We'll have a few pockets we need to put down. And every fucking time they're dead goddamn wrong. And they never once have a genuine worst case scenario. Nobody ever is like, give me an actual worst case. Not like the bad of the, the worst part of the good scenario. Give me an actual bad scenario. And that's like, yeah, the whole thing fucking collapses. 
as we're retreating. And it goes from an organized retreat to a disorganized retreat, which guarantees a ton of people die, which is what is happening. And there are ways to see that coming and stop and go like, oh, okay, we're going to pause with a ring around this city until we get until we feel like we're settled and then we're lifting out. You could have done that. I hate to be like uh, Jane's military hardware here, but like you have Apache helicopters. Like I, I'm like I'm just playing like Steel Division two here. Like I don't want anybody to. I don't think we should have been over there in the first place. But uh, we decided, and then we got our ass kicked and fucking owned. Uh, so on the way out, right? Like the one thing we definitely do pretty well as as a country is fucking eradicate anything that uh, anything we want at any given fucking point. And it's just like I don't understand how with those capabilities. How do you fuck this up? That was there no perimeter? Was there no? Did they? I've heard things where there's just like the people on the base didn't know the evacuation was happening and they just got on the plane. Was there just literally no security there? Do they? No, just, there was. It was. Uh, how does this happen? How do they, they not go like? How's there not? These are fucking Dems. How is there not like a weird means tested plan where you have to <laughs> apply like three months in advance and they hold the print and like this is their shit? Isn't the whole point of having technocrats in office that they don't just go like, huh, time to leave, brother, and get on and the helicopter? Competent? Yeah, they're not yeah, actually. What, what is this for? Again, they, I don't want they, any of this. I just don't get how it happened. They let the city go. That was the big mistake is they let Kabul be retaken. The minute it became clear that they were going straight to Kabul, you should have been like, oh, we're stopping here and holding the city while we do evacuations. And instead they went, we'll fall all the way back to the airport which that is not a defensible fucking position, but we'll fall all the way back to the airport and then try to allow these huge crowds of people in while we do uh, mass evacuations last minute and hope nothing goes badly. And it's just like, that's a fucking recipe for disaster as seen. And I will say the, the whole, like, I get that they don't give a fuck about uh, enlisted. They definitely don't give a fuck about Afghanistan's. Or Afghans, but no, they aren't. Nobody does. Like I think that, it's time that barely to even gets mentioned. It was like two hundred yeah. injured and one hundred sixty killed for Afghans. But the the troops that were killed for all that that gets glossed over. Uh, it was thirteen of them, and let's see, one, two, three, four, five of them were twenty. Everybody else was twenty two or twenty three. Literally was, not allowed to drink. And there was one staff sergeant who was thirty one, and all of them. Uh, are largely coming from places besides the the dude or excuse me the girl who came from Sacramento. Uh, most of them are coming from places where you immediately clock like, oh yeah, there's no opportunity there. That's no shit they joined. But most of those kids who died, literally their lifespan perfectly correlates to the entire Afghan war. They were born, war started, they died at the war end. Like this is genuinely all quiet on the Western Front shit. Where they these are wow. the last people to die because we fucked it up, and it, like that shit's heartbreaking. Because again, these are kids; like they're fucking, they're incredibly young, and you just got them slaughtered because Biden's a moron. It is so depressing to me to think of like imagine, imagine it's like two thousand six, and some like kid in elementary school it is like, well. Like what is what is fucking war? And it's like, well, America is trying to make it safe for you to go to to go to school and eat your lunch and play with your friends, and you know, and and we got to go over there and we're fighting in Afghanistan because you know they did they did something to us. Oh, Osama bin Laden wasn't killed yet, right? Because that was during Obama, and 
you know, the kid's like, oh, okay. And then he lives his entire, his or her entire natural life. And then for whatever reason, ends up going to Afghanistan and fucking 15 years later, just still the war is going on such that it erases them from all of human existence. Didn't matter that they went to elementary school, that they fell in love with people, that they fucking, you know, had plans or had uh, something with their enlistment bonus. They were going to, you know, adopt pit bulls. Nobody gives a shit. You don't exist now. Yep. One of them, his wife is due in three months and he was going to get out and become a teacher. One of the 21 year olds. Cool. Yeah. Good luck to that kid. And it's just like people, people just see this shit and they're so, they don't understand that like this should hurt you. Like a, not your foreign policy thing and not even on a narcissistic level. This is one of the thing about socialism. I think it, one of the reasons it can work is it's in your fucking self-interest. Like, okay. So one more kid without a father, one more kid without a fucking breadwinner. I'm sure they'll get some disbursement for, uh, you know, their, their father or mother being absolutely disintegrated for no reason whatsoever in a war that should have ended when they were in kindergarten, frankly. But it's like, okay, another economically devastated single parent household mm-hmm. uh, that is, you know, not always, but I've seen a lot of those examples being where I come from. And that drastically increases the chance that this kid is going to fucking rob you and, and kill your wife one day in an alley. Kudos. Like, like we just, or, or have to join the military as well. Yes. And then go, and that's get the cycle themselves. continues. Oh, and go and go do fucking war crimes or whatever. Be less, uh, uh, capable than before. Look, I don't want to do like cycle of abuse type shit, but it's like, this is how society gets worse when you disregard misery. This is how the evacuation goes so poorly when you disregard 20 years of nation building. And it's like, uh, Adam Johnson at Adam Johnson, NYC, who I think is usually on top of this stuff says one way we know that the recent media concern for human rights in Afghanistan is super earnest and in good faith is that the three major networks devoted a total, a total of 362 minutes to Afghanistan in the past five years. Yeah, I'm glad you... An average of only 24 minutes per network per year mentioned Afghanistan. I'm glad you brought that up. That's one where like, it's a thing I've been struggling with because I genuinely get irritated when a a thing occurs that people haven't paid attention to for decades and they go, now I'm an expert. I have strong opinions on what should be done. And it's like, you've been dead fucking silent for a decade. I haven't heard a single person talk about this shit. We basically stopped talking about it in most presidential debates. Even in politics, it doesn't even get brought up. The one area where it should be brought up repeatedly. It doesn't get discussed at all. And then all of a sudden, now everyone has strong opinions. It's just, it's difficult for me to not just think like, yeah, go kill yourself. Fuck you. Yeah, no, I I fucking get it. It's a very, I'm not going to say American, but very Western thing. Uh, You know, for me, I think theologically, a lot yeah you know me i'll be thinking theologically (laughs) and it's just like there is this i you know in in the west like confession to god is just like literally thinking i'll do it right now literally i'll do it right now my sins are absolved like there there is a personal power and like godhood that easily transcends into the day-to-day such that you can have a book report due 
you have to give a presentation to the class on Catcher in the Rye, and you haven't read Catcher in the Rye, but as you approach the podium, you're like, you truly believe in your bones. Pretty much an expert on this. Why? You just heard about it a second ago. Yep. You, you weren't paying attention. You don't know the first thing. What my, my thing now, like this is such like a, a a dick thing, but I just I just want to ask people when they're just like, oh, it's so it's so crazy, and they have all these opinions. I just want to be like, name two Afghan politicians. Name one. I'll actually, you know what? We'll do like a bonus round. Say Karzai, and and if if you can't, shut the fuck up. If you can, name one other one. <laughs> oh, we're we're supposed to be worried about ISIS K now. I don't know if you noticed that. ISIS K is now. Ooh, remember ISIS? They're back, and now it's fucking the golden flavor. ISIS K is what they used uh, to try to bring us into Syria, where they're yep. like, "There's a new," and nobody cared, and the American people are just like, "Fuck you, we're not fucking doing this." But I think they figured, like, well, I mean, let's just keep trying it. American people clearly have no attention span anymore. I'm not going to MK Ultra, but like, you literally, I believe they literally could pull the ISIS K thing every year and just keep collecting people for the first time every single year. <laughs> but that's what they're, they're like. ISIS K is in Pakistan. ISIS K is in Iran. Remember the thing you already know and are taught to be afraid of. Oh, they're fucking back. And it's just like, you, you know, what would also keep us from having to deal with ISIS and all those places, not having troops nearby. Yeah. It, it's been funny. Last time with Syria, it was, you know, because Obama was in office from the red line and all that and barrel bombs, you know, go check out Derek Davison's podcast if you want to go on that. I've been listening to that. It's fucking great. That Derek Davison guy is great. Uh, American Prestige is, is what it's called. But like before we had like uh, human rights concerns and, and we're just like, oh, man, I'd ISIS K. But on the other hand, you know, Syrian sovereign. But but like, should we be over there? And there's a Russian no fly zone. This time when they tried the ISIS-K on people, they're like, yeah, fucking let them behead whoever they want. Our country's so fucked, I no longer give a shit what happens abroad, which has always been the quiet part. But people are just comfortable saying it out loud now. Like, yeah, I don't care. Uh, my small business needs some shit. I'm a, I'm a landlord. What the fuck is going on? I'm about to get evicted. You could fucking execute as many people as you want on LiveLeak now. I no longer give a shit. That's not my <laughs> opinion. But like Americans have grown so calloused in our late imperial phase that like, your elementary school teacher, you know, her husband is saying nuke them all to fucking glass. And, and she's saying, I don't fucking, I don't, I don't care. Please figure out, trust the science before we go to another country. And it's just like, boy, this is a clusterfuck. If you were playing this in a, in a fucking strategy game, you would reboot your whole, com you would throw your computer into the ocean. There's no saving this. Oh yeah. No, you just go like, nope, this one's lost. <laughs> new, <laughs> yeah. new game. I was playing, by the way, I got a, a, a little promo here. I was playing, um, I, I, I'm trying, I've been listening to a lot of like David Goggins and shit. Cause he's just so funny. Um, and so I was like, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to save some money. I know I want to like go out and party and like it, go see some comedy and like do shit. But I was like, I'm going to stay in, I'm going to spend $14, have a glass of wine I bought some fancy cheese as the patrons can see right now on the video. And I just chilled and I, I played uh, fucking Hitman 3. And uh, I, I role played as Poland's number one assassin. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I, I fucked up a lot. And I, I, but I did end up 
completing the mission and executing the CEO of Goldman Sachs in the game, <laughs> literally in the game. That rolls. Uh, uh, it I involved, need to play this. It involved, it involved a hamburger. I just, <laughs> <laughs> let me just say, and it wasn't through poisoning. Now, do I remember why I brought that up? No, because I'm just thinking about how I took a picture of, of them with the burger on their face. <laughs> dude, that reminds me of the time we went to the Shake Shack at the bottom of Goldman and some dude tried to like talk shit and get us to move. It was just some. What? What was that? I don't. When did that happen? Do you remember there was, used to be a Shake Shack at the bottom of the Goldman building? Yeah, no, I think that's still there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Shake Shack, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a Shake Shack, yeah. Um, and we, we, we went to, cause I fucking love Shake Shack and this was before they did their massive expansion and just overextended themselves. Um, and we went and we were sitting down in some like incredibly, uh, coiffed, well put together European French guy with a fucking attitude and a Rolex tried to claim he had the table and you and I looking just absolutely miserable and wrestled. We're just like, are you fucking serious right now? Oh, yeah, bro. I love having integrity. That was one where it was like, we will fight you because this will be enjoyable for us. <laughs> I think you want to fuck off, it, man. It's fucking, look, I hate to be like the rules follower, but I have boundaries that I, if you're going to have boundaries, it doesn't make any sense uh, to even have them unless you enforce them rigorously, right? Nope. In, in all aspects of life. It's not a bad thing. It's just like, hey, man, oh, just need to let you know, uh, you're, you're kind of being disrespectful to some people right now. I love that shit. Every day, like if, if I get an opportunity during the day, because I'm a nice guy and I'm, I'm friendly. Oh, well, I'm nice, but maybe not friendly, if that makes sense. <laughs> those yeah. are different things. Yeah, those are different things. When uh, This is something that they talk about on Dumb Bitch Media, like when people are like, when you're like, oh, they're very nice. You might as just call them a dipshit at that point. Like if the number one quality you go to is someone is nice. Dude, I used to fight people on this all the time. When, whenever it's not it was a good like, thing. It's fine. When, when interviews would come up and they'd be like, who are you going to pick? People would feel bad that somebody's name wasn't coming up. They're like, but they're nice. And I would start being like, moratorium on that word. That's Give me why some their name other isn't positive trait. Yeah. Give me another positive trait before we continue. And they'd be like, uh, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. Shut the fuck up. I just, I love, I love using my size for good. <laughs> like just every time I'm at a Starbucks and someone cuts anywhere in line, it's like, pardon me. I think you were mistaken on the line. <laughs> it's just like people will turn around like, ah, like I did that to, to like a very wealthy blonde woman that cut eight people and went right up there. She's like, um, and then turned around. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> it's delightful. Guys are even better. Right. Cause it's just like buddy, what do you, how do you what walk through? Don't don't let this be your Afghanistan. You know what I mean? Like plan a couple <laughs> steps ahead and, and lay yeah. out some. I have nothing else going. <laughs> lay out anyway, a different strategy. Fuck! I wish I wish I could remember what the fucking why I brought up the hitman thing. Uh, anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, any, anything else uh, with Afghanistan on Afghanistan? Because I'm just I'm just fucking depressed, and it it's been amazing to see all these technocrats and people that are just like trust the science. Look at Joe Biden and be like, oh, he's nailing it. I'm kind of with the GOP on this one. 25th Amendment impeach. They're trying to, they're drafting impeachment articles against Blinken as the Secretary of State, which, by the way, cool. Yeah, do it. Fucking do it. Right. Get his right. ass. I, I, I'm all, all for that. Fuck him over, man. Uh, no, no, it's just, it's a shit show. Uh, getting out of Afghanistan is the right choice. The, the methodology was awful. And he very clearly didn't give a fuck about evacuating like translators and these other people where, you could say like 
hey, maybe they shouldn't have worked with the Imperial power. It's like, yeah, maybe, but we also made a ton of promises and then abandoned them, and that's a pretty fucking shitty thing to do. Yeah, I don't care. Look, if if you are, let look, even if we're the bad guys, right? To be a good bad guy, you have to have some amount of trust, right? Like the Joker has to occasionally deliver for his workers. Yeah. Like they have to trust that after they put the pool cue through their comrade's eye socket, right? After they do that, yeah, you'll get a paycheck, right? Or, or like he won't then immediately like get you killed, right? I have no idea how anyone anywhere who pick a country, you'll find some death to America graffiti prominently displayed in the major cities, right? Wherever we go next, who is collaborating with us? Who are allies? Who believes we have the supply chain uh, capacity for this? I know you said military supply chains are different, but it's just like, how do you, they're failing to sell this to the American people because they're just fucking jaded over it and barbarians at this point. No regard for human life and only thinking of themselves, which, man, challenge to promote socialism. Uh, But like I said, you know, socialism has self-interested qualities. Uh, The problem there is the self-interested uh qualities tend to if for that for you to realize them within your lifespan you have to uh uh like you'd need to go the reform route <laughs> so no not necessarily or well, you need to actually be hardcore about it yeah i was gonna be like uh, for me i i don't expect to get anything out of socialism so like the self-interest thing like doesn't work for me but i'm always thinking like how can you listen if they channel the energy of the people who are like yeah we'll just take the capital maybe you could get stuff done yeah i, I do think probably the <laughs> Probably the way to do to do it is like get five and fucking um, go ham. Yeah, yeah. Like like they have all the resources. We have all the people. Only right now we don't have all the people. So no, know. they have more people too right now by a lot. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying because yeah, because everyone thinks they're a capitalist even though they're a worker. It's the greatest trick the devil ever played, et cetera, et cetera. Well, oh, and, and any with that. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. Last oh yeah, one more, one more. Yeah. So yeah, two or three other things before we wrap. Oh fuck it, yeah, yeah. Go for it. No, I'll be say, honest. Like I'm a I in in the bonus section. I don't do this on purpose, but I have a feeling that's where it's going to land. Uh, I'm going to take on the DSA Disability Caucus. So oh, Jesus start God. start pooping your pants right now. Get ready. <laughs> no, I, I I have other less depressing things I'd like to talk about, but I just I think for for. All the anti-military people that you get on the left, which have continuously irritated the fuck out of me because you just have no idea what you're talking about. Just look at the list of people who just died and go like, oh, yeah, that 20-year-old from Oklahoma, he definitely deserved this. He's definitely the person who should be dying in this situation. Not the generals who have been doing this forever. Not the ancient politicians who fucked it up. Not the garbage uh, intelligence agency apparatchiks who fucked everything up. None of them are ever in the line of fire. It's some fucking kid from the middle of nowhere who can't get a job. It's always the same fucking story every single time. And that's how it's always going to go. So uh, take a take a fucking beat before you decide that, like, it's actually good to see soldiers die because fuck all of them and go like, well, which ones? Because I'll be honest, if it was a bunch of colonels who ate it, I'd be like, eh. I don't know. That's the worst thing to happen. By the way, if a bunch of colonels ate it, they'd be like, "My God, the darkest day in U.S. history." <laughs> they, would. they absolutely would. <laughs> they they killed young Cincinnatus. It's like no, 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 they didn't. In the but, same way that if it was like military cops, I'd be like, 
mm, still sad, but less sad. But this is just a bunch of infantry. It's basically the lowest level. You couldn't get another job or like you got convinced it was a good idea and you joined up young and desperate and they immediately got you slaughtered, right? It is the most depressing possible outcome for people joining the military. And it's pretty fucking common. This is who dies consistently. So something to keep in mind, there's not a single officer on that fucking list, is there? No, there's not a single person above. There's only one person who's even in their 30s. But outside of that, there's not a single person above like 31 on that list. Most of them are 20 to 23. And it's like, yeah, that, that is who dies in the war. Every fucking time, every war we do, that's who they're killing. Like something to keep in mind before you rage against the fucking, uh, the, the, the evilness of people who serve. Like that's who's dying for you. Uh, not really for uh, yeah. you. That's who's dying for the fucking rich. Excuse me. Yeah, they're definitely not. There's no. I have no interest in Afghanistan. I can't. None do of any, us do. I can't do anything. Neither do Pete, those kids. Pete Buttigieg's mineral deposits that are prominently displayed on his resource map of Afghanistan, which I was told was supposed to be technocratic and quaint at the time by the New Yorker. I, I actually can't do anything with uh, with fucking uh, uh, lithium batteries. I have very. Li- I have. I'm not manufacturing shit over here, so I don't need to be over there. But I understand why they fucking. Capital has reasons to send them there, and yep. I get it. And I don't mean when people are just like, oh, well, buy the ticket, take the ride, like soldier. You know, most soldiers are middle class, blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen, I, I, I hate to think this way. I, I did, I don't know when it's coming out, um, but me and at not Christiane did an appearance on, uh, if you know, at Word is Bond. Uh, he, he's, he's one of the hosts of Minion Death Cult. Uh, we did an appearance on his TV show, uh, or his podcast about the TV show nine one one. And apparently in that show, there's like a fight. It's just straight copaganda. It's like first responders are not the guy that, you know, got drunk from shoving vodka tampons up his ass in high school. They're actually like brain geniuses and have so much emotional intelligence. There's a guy there that like has a book of all the names of people he couldn't save. And then he's going to like. And every time he saves someone, he's like, okay, I'm, I'm balancing the scales and, and doing good deeds. I'm not quite that guy, but I know I am sick because when I hear about, you know, 20-year-olds dying in Afghanistan, I, I, get, I, I you shouldn't be like, buy the ticket, get the ride. You failed. On the left, you failed. Because here is someone whose material conditions could have perhaps brought them over to a lifetime work by the way a lifetime period they don't have a lifetime anymore yeah. for anything they will never come back that shit you but stop thinking about them that, that's like my you know there's people around me have, have died recently there's a comrade in here died recently. it's just like for me personally it's just like i, I want to stare it in the face and be like that person is now uh, they're they're gone right Sorry, I just got I just got very bleak. Tell me tell me what I was saying a second a second before. I thought about my dead comrade for a second. Uh, you were talking about the buy ticket take a ride stuff. Yes. Okay. So like the nine one one guy with the book, right? You could have got to him. Like you could have got to her. The narrative got to her first that you need to join the military in order to find meaning, survive, get subsistence, make people proud, be a part of a community, and serve. Like there are people that buy the propaganda because the propaganda is preying on your better instincts. There are some people who are just like, bro, I'm soap from Call of Duty, but it is not the majority. Like people Even if they are, they're kids. They're they, idiots. Yeah, they use that fucking That's also propaganda. 
Yeah, like it's absolutely ridiculous. Like nobody would say, like all these, like these people write, you wouldn't date these people, right? Because you're like, oh, their brain's not even fully developed. Like that would be literally like grooming. I like, I know they're 20, they're a legal adult, but I'm, I'm fucking in my third, like no way. If I, but you'll send them to die. You, you have no qualms about them being sent to die. You think they have an adequate cognitive position to sign on the dotted line and get literally voided. The new, the new John Waters thing. If the, instead of the like bookcase thing, it's it's if you wouldn't fuck them, you probably shouldn't celebrate them getting murdered abroad. Just a thought. Yeah. If they're not old enough for you to fuck, they're probably not old enough to get slaughtered. If they can't consent to a mediocre blowjob, they probably can't consent to getting blown fucking away by ISIS K or whatever fucking thing I'm supposed to be afraid of now. Yeah, you want to talk in balance of power? Talk about a poor kid in the middle of nowhere versus the government. The whole military. Yeah, that kid who got blown away didn't fail you, leftist commentator online. You failed them by not providing a narrative. You're a socialist, right? And I'm going to talk about this with the disability thing. And I also want to get to the fucking SCOTUS and eviction moratorium because I know you know about that shit in in the bonus. But it's just like, you failed them, motherfucker. In your own self-interest, you could have got them, but you didn't. You did it. You could have done more and you didn't. And I sit there and I'm just like, how many fucking people when I'm like, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to record a pod. I would rather go out to dinner instead of give my money to a a local mutual aid thing. Like I, this is how I motivate myself is I realize like I, I pick the worst fucking possible hobby on earth because it's one that has like a moral imperative. If you incorporate the, (laughs) the narrative structure and it, it, it's a fucking pain in the ass. But since I have chosen to adopt it, like, a, like, cause I've, I've been a liberal consumer my entire life. That is my behavior, right? Like I, that is in, that's been inculcated. That is who, who I am. So I could pick anything, you know, and, and identify with it. But if you pick socialism, right, the, the thing that suffering is fucking part and parcel of the thing where failure uh, comes for all of us where you really you shouldn't expect too much personally you should be in it just for moving the ball yep. i mean like if you see that situation you get involved in that dynamic and then you see someone who is a worker uh get fucking murked on a lie you should not be memeing on it you should be frankly ashamed that there was nobody in that community who had got five, who had got five, who had got five to show up at their fucking high school before the recruiter. We fucked up. Yeah. But that's the way I look at it because I'm a fucking uh, corny fatalistic Slav who just watched a fucking, apparently nine one one is the most popular show in American TV. And it's just straight. It it is always on as holy shit. Is it just straight? But anyway, you can check that out on, uh, yeah. I say it's, it's 160 Afghan dies and 13 service members and every single person in that group on both sides is an innocent who shouldn't have died. Full stop. None of them should have been there. None of them should have been in that situation. And the only reason they were is because the foreign policy blob and Biden massively fucked us up. Uh, that's it. It shouldn't have been a situation where we were there in the first place in Afghanistan, but uh, they couldn't even fucking retreat properly, which is pathetic. On a lighter note, before we wrap this, yeah, yeah, yeah. As as a as we'll a go more... lighter from. Well, this will be like the this will be the the nice little dessert bit of the macaroon, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So stop texting me. Oh, sorry. I was to say I, as a nicer thing because uh, I've mostly just 
when I have time away from work and I don't want to pay attention to politics, which is basically all the time now. Yeah. Um, shockingly good show on Disney Plus, Monsters at Work. Like, so Monsters, Inc., they did a TV show that takes place after the first movie. It's a sequel to the, mon- are the original monsters there? Yes. They took, uh, they took charge of the company. Mike and Soli are in charge. But it follows uh, the facilities workers, and they basically set it up as like, yes, the facilities people are, in fact, the most important people. These people who live in the basement and fix machinery are actually the most important people in the company. The union worker is the most competent worker, right? They did an episode that was like, oh, no, morale is down and profits are down. And the accountants are like, you got you to slash the budget and start firing people. And they play it as a joke the whole time because Mike is like, the only way to, to make that better is to give money to people, to do nice things for labor, right? And they're playing it off as a joke. And then at the end, it's like, no, that actually worked. In fact, it was, it was good. You, you literally handed money to workers and like gave them vacations and, and better equipment and everything got better. <laughs> it's just like, how is this a Disney Plus show? The whole message of the show is like, labor is great. You should pay them better. They're the most important part of the company. The CEO job is largely taken up by fucking idiots who don't do anything. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I, uh, it, it's interesting what's going on. Uh, in the last bonus, because uh, in the last main, I just ran long and, and fucked off and I forgot to hit the button that <laughs> triggers the bonus. <laughs> so in the last bonus, uh, we, I read some Lemon for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I think this is sort of the capitalists will sell you the rope situation yep. where people are realizing now, and I'm sorry to keep going back to this, but it is genuinely a business and cultural thing that is occurring. Like games now, whether we have outer worlds or final fantasy 14 or, uh, shows on Disney plus people, this is the cynicism of capitalism. They're like, oh, workers are starting to realize they're being exploited. Uh, you know, even the ones that are like, unions will rip you off, have an objection to collective politics, but not an objection to the essential premise that they are being fucked. Yeah. And, and so you have to work in a little bit of like, like Final Fantasy fourteen is explicitly pro-labor. Like people look into the screen and say, Karl Marx, like, you one of the bosses that you have to overcome is Marx and Engels. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, like it's very. I, I love one of the one of the characters is just like it's all the the Ludo. Okay, so Ludo narrative is is a, a jerk off term that that means uh, does the play match the narrative, right? And it's it's tough, right? Because let's say you play Grand Theft Auto, you live forever and can fire a million rockets, and it's just like you're a, a god of war and death. And then you have to go do the story mission and it's like, ah, hello, dipshit. Why don't you suck my dick and go collect my chickens from the Santeria factory or whatever? And it's like, this is a fetch quest. I just destroyed half of this city and was chased by five militaries. Now I'm getting this guy's chickens and being talked to. That's Ludo narrative inconsistency. Uh, A game like Final Fantasy XIV the way they get around Ludo narrative inconsistency, where like I'm a level 80 literal god of everything, I will crush other gods, and then someone's still like, "Hey man, I'm from this shit ass village. Can can you go pick up the shit porridge from my my wife who's making it out in the fields?" And it's like, why the fuck would you do that? And the answer in Final Fantasy 14 explicitly 
is because labor drives trust and trust drives political movements. Yeah, like, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's explicitly like your character who is perpetually on fire and shooting lasers uh, out of his or her face. They are going to help you shear a sheep because that is how you prove to people your value by doing labor. And that you're trustworthy and you actually want to help them. Yeah. It's, and you it's, do it over and over again and they're like, oh, it's, we got to do the same thing. We got to do work for these people so they know we're, we're legit and we're not going to fuck them over and we're on their side. <laughs> Every time it's amazing. And so that, that like uh, capitalist selling you the, what is it? The rope that you used to hang them or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can see why Disney Plus, it, it is the case now that to mollify the populace, you need to acknowledge their lived experience. And it has been an attempt over the last fucking 15 years to make that entirely on identity lines. But God damn, this pandemic that immiserated everybody while enriching the highest wealth people, people are starting to wake up to class lines. So you end up. Yeah. Uh, seeing a Monsters Inc. fucking uh, sequel, where they're the warehouse guys are the main. I would not be surprised if there is the Office colon warehouse that gets fucking rebooted. And like, I would love that. It's going to happen. I would genuinely love that. I mean, this, but yeah. So watch uh, Monsters at Work. It's cute. Also, it's Ben Feldman, uh, who I like, and I like seeing him get work. It's nice. Can I ask a question about Monsters before yeah. we go to the bonus? Um. The original had like Billy Crystal, right? Wasn't he the eye? Yeah, he's still in it. He, they got Billy Crystal for it. Yeah, he doesn't. He and um, oh my god, who is uh? That's fucking sick. I like it's, yeah, it's Billy yeah. Crystal, and then uh, John Goodman uh, is is Sully, and they're still in it. Um, they're running the company, right? But they get like maybe five lines per episode, right? Because like you know, it's Billy Crystal and fucking John Goodman, but they're still in it. Disney's still paying them. I would love, I I love that he's still cashing. Like Billy Crystal's just like, you know, I, I got a, I got another another character that uh, you know, people say is pretty monstrous. I think maybe maybe good for the show. It's called Jazz Man. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see it. It's it's Fuck good it, because go they it. do they do these little uh like in in bits uh as the the at the end of the episode where like they're they're a laugh factory now, right? Cuz that was the end of Monsters Inc. We do laugh power, not scream power. And so it's Billy Crystal teaching different forms of comedy, and that shit is actually good. Like uh, the little uh denouements they do at the end of every episode. Some of them are genuinely fantastic. I'll be honest, I would watch a uh cyclops and a, a yeti do improv comedy because at least i'm pretty i'm reasonably confident they didn't go to nyu and ucb so they, <laughs> they might be doing something other than performing clear moves for the benefit of their nerd ass audience <laughs> uh. i'm heightening right now <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots fucking heighten to the top of your dorm and jump off all right are you ready <laughs> yeah all right thanks thanks for uh coming if if you want to god uh, if you want to uh, hear some Lennon, uh, you can check out the last bonus. Uh, check me out on uh, the the Word is Bonds uh, fucking, you know, the nine, whatever. If there's other podcasts, you'll find it. I'll retweet it. Uh, and, oh, one thing we haven't done in a bit is, and I'll say this on the, the main before I get spicy in the bonus. Uh, now that we're back, we got to start juicing the algorithm again. So if you haven't gone on whatever your iTunes or fuck, I don't, I don't know how people get podcasts. All right. 
uh, I, I have I use Podcast Addict because that was what was on the phone that Brett gave me. But <laughs> ho- however, you you do your podcast. If you leave a, a five star, I don't care if you fucking hate me. I don't I don't care if you're just like Rob should suck my dick and actually don't do that. I'll probably get get removed. Contact me directly if you want me to suck your dick, just as a general principle. But like, <laughs> if you put five stars on there and write anything just like i don't know it's okay uh that helps lift us and it also helps lift all the pods near us right because it does like this is most like and right now we are like median death cult beep beep lettuce mark's madness all that sort of stuff uh and i just think i've already gone through and like five starred everyone else uh because no matter who you are promoting left media even look i think you know i think the majority report is bullshit i'm glad it's out there right because it's a nice there have to be intermediate steps i think you know and those intermediate steps it's fine if they're manned by dipshits because you're meant to leave them (laughs) and become a more actualized person so as much as possible uh throw the rating on all left media in general a rising tide lifts all boats um and thank you to the the patrons that have supported us already you guys are cool and is there anything else before we go nope bonus time all right bonus time at dumb awful show if you want to yell at us And we're live. <laughs> uh, so you know the other show I've been watching? Yeah, lately? yeah, yeah. Let me get this. Let's end on the hard stuff. Because I'll be honest, we're not going to be able to pull out of the tailspin. Oh, oh I'm, great. I'm, I'm not going to sully this shit. Well, I, I am gonna... like pulling out in general, so that's fine. Oh! Um, hey, yo, hey, oh! Hey. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet. And then Brett <laughs> nutted inside her. Oh! <laughs> Does anybody even get that reference anymore? No, but that, here's the thing. <laughs> that you could, you could say that after most things I say. It doesn't matter. True. IUDs uh, nuts, Brett just said. <laughs> uh, no, so you know how I basically like find one thing and then I get way too into it until I get bored and then I move on to the next one? Yeah, I, uh, I've seen you date before. <laughs> Got his ass. Okay, I'm reloading. Damn, son, where'd you find that one? The beat hits. Power 96. So for games, it's still Genshin, mostly because the stuff I'm waiting on isn't out yet. <laughs> yeah. And then, but for shows, I've been watching way too much Drag Race. Uh, oh, yes. So yes. much Drag Race. I've been on I've Trixie. Been like five seasons in the last two weeks. I, I've been all over. Uh, Tri- Trixie has her own channel that she does with her partner it, where she makes. With Katya? No, not, not, not Katya. It's the, uh, her partner. She has a solo thing too and oh i didn't know that they don't have the editors by the way i would love to fucking talk to the editors of trixie and katya they're show. geniuses like they are if if you're listening which uh statistically you aren't you're unless, not. <laughs> unle- unless unless you're doing a drag show in the northern provinces right now prob probably you're not a listener because that's really where our demos live uh, <laughs> but no she has a solo one where it's her and her like actual partner who's off screen like just filming it and she like makes easy bake stuff from like the 90s and tries to eat it and it's just like if that isn't 
the perfect setup for a drag queen. I don't know what it is. That's adorable. I love so, that. So yes, Trixie. You're watching uh, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah, so I've gone through... I watched the most recent season that just ended, right? Um, and then I finally was like, let me actually sit down and watch... Um, I got season eight recommended to me. Everybody was like, you'll probably love season eight and you'll love Bob the Drag Queen. Correct. I do love Bob the Drag Queen. Is, is Bob fishy as shit? Bob is hysterical. Bob's actually yeah. a New Yorker too. Uh, and Bob does a ton of really good activist work and shit. I wanna, where's Bob? Amazing. I want to see Bob. Is Bob uh, local? I want to chill with Bob. Bob you, is local. You already, you chill with Trixie. What? Let's let's say I want to chill with Bob. You got Trixie. <laughs> I want Bob. And Bob is, at least was local to New York. Again, the season eight is from ages ago. I'm watching from like mid-Obama era, basically. Yeah, yeah, um, To like early Trump. I, I like, like, like all the World of Warcraft people, they're going back and doing like Final Fantasy content from 2003 and going like, yeah. wait, it was this good and I just didn't notice. You're doing that with drag shows. I am, no, genuinely. Obama era drag shows is what I'm into right now. And I weirdly, I'm working backwards. So I did season eight, seven, six, and five. Um, and then also watching the current All-Star season as well, um, which, you know, rooting for Ginger. But don't tell him he doesn't know. Bob is Bob is amazing. Bob was in New York when it all started. I don't know if Bob is still set up there. Uh, Bob does have a podcast too, um, which is pretty funny. I've listened to it. But what's it called? I, we can we can give we can give Bob some shit, free I have promo. It subscribed. Hold on. Among the hundred and twelve fucking listeners that are in in this segment, although actually that's not true because you know uh, th- this stands for untold generations. So that's right. That's that's always nice. Uh, it Thank is God called... we don't preserve media in any meaningful way, huh? Sibling rivalry is what it's called. All right, sibling rivalry. Yeah. Shout out to Bob. What's so cool about Bob? Uh, just nonstop cracking one-liners, and not necessarily one-liners. It just Bob doesn't shut the fuck up in the whole season, but it's always funny. Every episode, Bob kills me at least once. Every episode, it's it's amazing. In general, I like comedy queens, like the. Uh, there's that's like why queens, we're friends. Queens. No, yeah. There you go. There's like, like comedy queens and look queens. Yeah. I like the look queens uh, when when they have like an aesthetic that I'm into. So like Violet Chachki from season, I think that was seven. I think that was seven. Um, I thought she was great too. Her looks are always fucking amazing. But the comedy queens are what do it for me. Like every season, it's like, who's the funniest person? That's probably my favorite. Uh, so it's Bob. Katya, by the way, Katya is incredible. Katya is one of the funniest. Uh, yeah, everyone. Alive. Katya, unfucking real. How good she is. She's really just like the dion of every. If the group is, if if there was a twice that incorporated every drag queen ever, Katya's still or not. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, still yeah. the fucking dion. Well, because it's it's funny watching it now, for like from a comedy perspective. Katya is incredible to me because she's totally generative constantly constantly because she's pure fucking chaos and so she's just constantly generating new insane things for you to react to so it's a great combo with trixie but it's also great with bob it's great with everybody because katya is fucking hysterical got robbed by the way she should have won that season that was fucking bullshit i like violet but katya got robbed I was, I was, she's good reactive too because she I, is I remember, she's good at both but i'm just I, saying she's I, just all chaos i saw an episode where where trixie was just like Oh, honey, I wish I was gay. And, and Katya was just like, honey. And, she, and Trixie was like, 
oh fuck <laughs> she's like i'm in too deep i'm in way too deep i'm just like i'm not coming for you honey oh, i love it yeah they're, they're the fucking best they're fantastic and then um the one i wasn't aware of that i i now might be like a top two or three favorite is bianca del rio um she's a new yorker as well and does performances with lady bunny and that's one where it's like i need to see bianca live because she's uh an old school style insult comic. So her oh, whole they're season, so good. They're so her whole good. season is just owning people repeatedly and then being nice afterwards and being like, but seriously, you should get your shit together. Um, and it's incredible to watch like people get whiny and her just be like, just crush them again and again. I love the idea of a drag queen being a more feminine Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that's, that is one, that's the one for people watching whose line, not whose line uh fuck what was the one with all the comics ah fuck it doesn't matter it was hosted by colin fuck no now i'm thinking of colin mockery and who's lining colin quinn colin, colin quinn, quinn. yeah he had the roast on one, right? yeah what was it fucking called and lisa lampanelli would come on and yell at patrice i know last, exactly last, what you're not about. last comic standing fuck it, this is this is a moment where actually you know what no one's yelling at the screen because you're all, everyone who listens to this podcast is younger <laughs> everyone True. that subscribes is using ice cream money tough crowd tough crowd yeah 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 like like i do remember watching that yeah that that was a pretty good show but i love insult comics i really i want to go to i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do it and i have to say and this is a personal failing i'm not there yet where i can do it alone like i have i have to bring a date that's just like my own insecurities but i want to go to the new york ren fair when it opens because there's always a bard that does insult comic Anytime I'm at a Ren Fair, which hasn't <laughs> yes. been a lot, but it's just like, look, we're in a magical place. Uh, I'm dressed like a dipshit because I'm not in costume. <laughs> and, and, you know, like I have, I have modern dental implements. Like I, I'm clearly someone who is not of this world, of the, the world of fantasies and dragons and in New York not being compensated at all despite working for the troop full time, uh, which if New York Ren Fair, get your fucking shit together. People don't need to do this <laughs> shit for exposure. I know you're big, but have some basic dignity. Uh, but I, I, I love, because these are all theater kids, there's almost always an insult comic at Ren Fairs. And I'm always just there like, here's $20. Can that be good for just like the next hour? If you see me walking by, please yell at me. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love, I love getting the truth off of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. I, it's, it's incredible. I haven't seen a good insult comic in a long time. So I was watching that season with Bianca and I was like, she better win or at least make it to the finale. Cause I don't want to watch the show without her in it. Cause she's fucking killing it every single that, episode. That's your Ned Stark. Yes. Is, is, <laughs> Bianca's her name. Uh, Bianca Del Rio. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's doing a tour. I'm gonna try to get tickets. Um, she, like, should, she should coach the Jaguars. Yeah, it couldn't go any worse. <laughs> By the way, that is a... Yo, that is that's a, a very old reference. That Here's the thing. If you got that, the only person that could have possibly picked up on that riff is if you've seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the crusader who guards the Holy Grails, only that guy is sufficiently fucking uh, desiccated to get the old man Jacksonville Jaguars and coaches in F reference. <laughs> Cause it's not even current. That's purely, that's a, that's a reference purely for the like 30 Floridians that listen. Smartphones <laughs> were not invented when that <laughs> reference first came to be. 
<laughs> and yet here it is on the bonus. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be apologizing. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, Brad's going to like that one. So, yeah, true. So, that one's for you, Brad. Brad, don't say I never did anything for you because here, here we are. <laughs> no, but she's doing, uh, she's doing shows too. And then I was trying to look at, uh, it's hard to even decide whether or not to go to a show right now, by the way, because of Delta stuff. I'm like, I don't know if it's just going to get canceled. I, I have to interrupt you very quickly uh, because I'll forget. Yeah, valid fucking concern, both on it getting canceled and by the, not and for on nothing. Getting sick, yeah. On getting sick. So, so my friend, my neighbor, I, I think this is fine to, to say, uh, both because he's told me it's fine and also he's not subbing. So this is only your own fault. Uh, God, can you imagine if your neighbor subbed to your podcast? You'd have to walk out every day. I can't. Like I genuinely Dominique can't. Strauss Kahn leaving a New York hotel, and yet another one for the Crusader. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so he he is vaccinated, double vaccinated. He has worn a mask. He's done everything. Like three weeks ago, he gets invited because remember, like, what was it the fucking? Fourth of July, people are like, "Woo, it's all gonna be yeah, over." Yeah. Take it's your done. masks off, motherfucker. We're opening up if in you're New York. You're good, yeah. In New York, you don't. No one wears masks in New in New York. I know we're like the liberal bastion, but at this point, with like Cuomo fucking <coughs> Cuomo disgraced, the CDC keeps going back and forth. the The mayor's all over the place. We're supposed to trust. Them. I genuinely don't know anymore, but I can tell you in in fucking New York City, uh, the whole fucking mask thing is is fucking over. Um. Oh fuck! I lost my. What was I saying a second? Why was I talking about that again? So you have to help me. Oh, your friend. Yes, thank you. See, you got. You guys don't understand. This is this is very much a beautiful mind, and that I. It's it's all right. <laughs> you, you. It probably took you longer than it should have in the narrative to realize this, but no, my brain is completely melted. When I say I have brain disease, that's real. Brett is helping me. We normally get <laughs> this shit out. Uh, remember that when I come for disability caucus in a second. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he did everything right. Like he's a guy that's still wearing his mask, you know, it's just like when I go play, I know nobody else is, but I am. And he decided one time I got invited. My friend, you know, is an artist, a musician. She hasn't been able to, to perform. And now that it's all live and whatever this, this month I'll wear my mask and I'll go and I'll just, it's the only time I've left my house. I'll go see her show at like a bar because we're allowed to immediately got breakthrough Delta and was Jesus. fucking laid out for a week. God. I got fucking quarantined by my employer because of it. Because like we still have like severe COVID policies legally for liability reasons on the record, even as we absolutely just do whatever. So yeah, yeah reasonable to say, I don't know if this thing's going to be canceled. And also people keep People keep getting fucked up. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I know it, it keeps getting worse. Maybe it won't kill me. I mean, I'm not the healthiest person, so a breakthrough still probably could. But yeah. like, by the way, don't agree so fast. Jesus. What did it take you one second? to say yeah to that? Are you rooting for it? Motherfucker. That came too readily. That's like when, when someone's like drunk. And they're like, I think we should maybe start seeing other people. And it's like, yeah, good idea. It's like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah i'm uh, even if i'm fine like at this point it's like i i don't want a week you had to take a week off from work it was fucking debilitating it's fucking covid even with the thing like so i don't i don't know but as you look at shows pardon the interruption 
Mm-hmm. As you, no, I'm back to you now. I'm pointing to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was done. I was done with my interruption just to say, I see you. I hear you. Yes. Understand. I, I am. So, yeah, I'm trying to get to one of these shows if I can, but I'm just sort of waiting to see if they're going to happen. Because um, if I could see Katya live, that would be amazing. Uh, not only is she hilarious, she also doesn't know how to be inauthentic. She she cannot control herself. So nothing cracks me up more than seeing her at like the finale and some girl brings out her chickens because she talked about them during the season. And you hear Katya way too loudly go, oh, you bitch. And then be like, oh, shit. Fair. <laughs> it's just like, yes. Fair. That's fair. I, I love it. But She I, was uh, being a bitch when she brought those chickens out. Exactly. Fucking and she chick- said it. She said it more friendly than I know how. Um, she's incredible. But as I say, the other thing I do love seeing is the Florida Queens across the seasons. Because it, it is either I feel terrible for this person and I really like them. Like they're fantastic. Like Ginger. Ginger Minge is a Florida queen. She's, Ginger Minge? Yeah, she's a great name. She's oh like this God. tall. She's five nothing, uh, and and is a big girl. And like that, that's I, not fishy. That's a barracuda. She's from Leesburg. Hell you know yeah, she Le- is. Yeah, no, I was just like, oh, you poor bastard. I'm so sorry. I you went, grew up in Leesburg. I went to a fundamentalist revival tent ass fucking thing in Leesburg. Yeah. That's the only, that's actually the number one export there. They should build a wall around it so it doesn't leak into fucking Ocala. Like, yeah. this, is, this is what we're dealing with. She's, she's a tiny, chubby, redheaded gay queen in Leesburg. That is, th- you drew the worst hand on that one. That's fucking awful. And she's hysterical, too. Like, she's always really funny. I love her. I'm constantly rooting for her to win stuff. Every other Florida queen I have hated because <laughs> they've just been trashy Florida where they come up. There was one girl who was it was like Jade something. And she was like, I'm Jade. I'm from Gainesville. And I was like instantaneously like, no, fuck you. You're you're the devil. And she was she was awful. Uh, there's another one because I'm watching season nine now. Another Floridian there who's tons of work done, uh, just lives for the drama is just white trash as fuck. I'm just like, yep, yep representing florida guys this is really like this is the florida dynamic they're either have suffered and are a delightful human um not necessarily as a result of suffering but in general they've dealt with suffering and they're delightful or they're a monster there is no in between oh because the default is florida i mean literally like this is the stand your ground it it is the place that's why the right wing loves it so much that's why desantis up until recently was very popular because yep. it's the place that goes like, what if we just all could be like openly racist and not care about anyone, like not even pay taxes, uh, have every right to ventilate with an assault rifle. Anyone that approaches my driveway, even like deliver my Girl Scout cookies, mm-hmm. like it's brutal. So inherently, you know, you are steeped in an ideology that should create a monster. So that is the default. And you almost can't blame yep. them. You almost can't. Almost. Yes. Because there's no interventions coming. It's not like at any point in the education system or employment in South oh, Florida, yeah. they are like, they're, they're having a moment, right? But every once in a while, and again, we don't, I'm not going to shame the first group, but the second group, I really do prize the people that are just like, you know, a, a neuron gets sh- sh- fucking shaked loose by your fourth can of four loco at like a 2008 Circle K in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. <laughs> and you just go like, Am I an asshole? And then they become like, de- and then they don't become a monster. Yeah. It really is the most, it's, it's like fucking lawyer salaries. Just depressingly bimodal. 
where here's all the fucking dipshits on the big spike at the low end and then nothing. And then like sweet angels. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's the only people I know from Florida. No, I know it's, it's so fucking consistent. Um, by the way, speaking of Florida, I didn't realize how bad the rental situation has gotten. Well, I can't speak for all of Florida, both because I don't know how to say those slurs, and also I know my region best. That, but, by the way, just throwing it out there, that's not a joke that he just made about no. I don't know how to say all the slurs. Uh, Bert Kreischer, who, if you're ever interested, he's one of FSU's famous alumni. He does the machine story. Put Bert Kreischer the machine, it'll come right up. Uh, he had an experience, much like I talked about before, where sometimes if people are skeptical, like, did you really negotiate your way into a fucking whatever grade and not doing all the work at a university? And it's like, yes. Yeah. That, oh, yes. hundred percent. And Bert Kreischer tells a story about that. That is a long tradition because everyone knows we're not here for fucking uh, education. Nope. He was talking to Tom Segura, another Florida guy. And he said, I was shocked when I got to Alabama that they had such a limited vocabulary of racism. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's how I felt in Mississippi. I was like, I expected more, and yet this is a lower temp than what I dealt with in Florida, just for like the um, the quantity, the quality, the intensity. Like he would see someone eating a cashew and be like, ha, ha, in Alabama, here we go. And the Alabama person would be like, oh, what do you mean? And he's like, huh, you know what you're eating. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, with the N-word. And it's like, no, we here in Mobile, we here, we here in Birmingham have not yet sufficiently advanced to a point where we have a racially coded slur for our cashews. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you uh, in Florida? In case anyone's curious, the word toes is involved. Florida sucks. Send it's that- depressing that I knew that instantly. Make it Atl- make it Atlantis's problem. And I don't oh, care. It will be. Yeah. That's, already, that's already baked in. That's I, baked in. It's doomed. I want this. This is such. This is really. This joke is just for Vicky right now. I want Ron DeSantis to have to figure out or a calcum. <laughs> Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, Atlantis. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that's a real thing. No, <laughs> it is. Thing. Yeah. No, but I, I didn't realize how bad. Uh, so the housing market in Florida went crazy when all housing markets went crazy because it's a nationwide issue, right? But it, it went a little bit worse because everyone in the Northeast that suddenly could work from home moved to Florida. They went like, oh, I don't have to pay taxes on my high salary. I'm going to go buy a house on the beach and work from home. The, one of the great migrations of COVID has been New York to Florida. A recent Business Insider thing summarized some Labor Department, whatever, who gives a shit. But uh, the the Sun Belt got all of most yep. of the migration. Uh, because that's what we needed in Florida is more fucking yeah, New Yorkers. More Yankees, please. Jesus. Hey, hey thanks, thanks for keeping us so economically depressed through fucking up Reconstruction intentionally and for extremely racial but technocratic reasons uh, such that fucking 150 plus years later, you can still come here and carpet bag our housing market. At this point, Florida is just a colony of the Northeast. You guys lost yeah. Cuba. Yeah. You lost Cuba to the revolution. What fuck it, Florida it is. I, one of the things I loved once I realized it was there's no reason to root for the Florida Marlins. Like they won a world series and it was like, Oh shit. One of the great nights of my life. The first time the Marlins won, right? Like we were all together. Uh, but now there's like, they explicitly 
uh, I don't, maybe this has changed baseball fans, but for like decades, they were the farm team for the Yankees. Yes. If anyone popped off on the Marlins, they'd sell them to the Yankees to keep the franchise afloat. Yeah, so the, they could not be good, but they could continue to exist. And my God, if that isn't the fucking story of the South. For those who don't know, in Tampa, the Buccaneer Stadium, where it currently sits, is across the st- street from the Yankees' uh, summer ball stadium. That gets more people consistently than the Buck Stadium gets. No, like it's it's night and day. The only time the Buck Stadium fills up when Tom Brady isn't playing, right? Which that's smart. You pull in the same way that in Florida, like in Jacksonville, they're like, we need a QB. Let's get somebody who went to University of Florida or Miami to get fans in the state into the stadium. And Tampa, they go, let's get a guy from the Northeast so people will come to the fucking stadium. And it worked. It does work. But non-Tom Brady times, the only time the stadium fills up is when Texas visits Dallas or any New York team. Any New York team in the stadium is full of fucking New Yorkers. That is something I wonder... I wonder if uh, people listening that aren't from Florida, I mean, I, we, we've been uh, hitting it, but like, I wonder if they realize how much Florida is a colony of New York. Like, I like basketball and, you know, it's changed a bit now, but like not that much. It was always annoying to go to Miami Heat basketball games because when the New York Knicks were in town, they would do Knicks chance. In the yeah, at the home yeah, at the Miami Heat game because it's just like it's all new. Who has the money to go to a basketball game to see the fucking Knicks play the Heat? Not native Floridians, I guarantee who, you that. <laughs> who is who is so deranged? Who has had their brains so thoroughly twisted that they think it's a good use of their money to watch the New York Knicks play visitor basketball, play road professional yep. basketball? And I'm saying I'm using the I'm bending the term professional. So close to its breaking point right now. <laughs> like the only person sick enough to do that is a rich person from New York. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it, it's all New Yorkers. They, actually, the accent—not for nothing. You take the—I'll uh, be quick here. You take the "What accent do you have?" quiz, that, like the New Yorker did. And Brett, you in Tampa, uh, your like top three accent influences will be different. They'll be more golf oh, because yeah. me in Fort Lauderdale. There are people with Brooklyn accents endemic to fucking South Florida. Yep. Because it's a colony of the North. Oh, yeah. Tampa has a ton of New Yorkers, but it's nothing compared to South Florida. It, yeah, they run things down there. Yeah. Because mine was like, mine was a weird mix of Texas, uh, like it was like Dallas, Houston, like Gulf areas, more or less, right? And then there was like a little weird Midwest or something in there. Because when I was a kid, there was lots of Pennsylvanians. You know, when that great migration from Pennsylvania occurred, a lot of them came to Florida. But now it's just all New Yorkers. But they, so the housing market's fucked in the whole country right now. I think everybody knows this. There's just literally not enough housing stock. And what exists is being bought up by private companies like BlackRock to turn around and sell as an overpriced rental. But in Florida, it is significantly worse because in spite of the fact that there's nonstop construction going on in Florida, they just keep draining new swamps and building new houses. There's never enough housing. And all the New Yorkers came down and jacked up prices even more. So housing prices went up like 40 fucking percent in the last nine months. And rental Wait. prices now, rental really? prices have gone up. Rental prices have gone up literally 35 percent in five months. Do I need right to call now, my dad? Do I need to yeah. call my dad and tell him the fucking... Here's the thing. He, sh- he should sell, genuinely. If your dad I, is sitting on a property, he, he should sell it right so now. So he has a house, right? 
it's appraised. It was already appraised at dog shit. This motherfucker is is the plot is what he's selling at this point. Oh yeah, of course. Like you've been in my home. It's not it's not going to be featured on cribs. <laughs> no. By the way, that cribs reference. Bro, this is probably the greatest episode ever for you, Crusader at the end of Indiana Jones. I hope you sub to, I hope you sub to the bonus because I'm basically playing just to you. But but yeah, so I should literally tell him to sell because he's got this idea that I have opposed on economic and ideological grounds. Uh, and if you're interested in my dad or uh, Brett's dad, uh, there are bonus episodes in which we interview both of them in the back catalog, which you have access to if you can fucking hear this. But his plan is to like renov- sink a bunch into the property to renovate it no, and then use the side uh, bit as like an Airbnb slash student housing for the nearby college. And I'm like, there's no f- – you will be dead before you realize any of that, assuming anyone is willing to pay your shit ass. Nobody wants to stay in your fucking Airbnb. Nobody – no. People have cars down here. They don't. They still have to get in their car, right? If anything, it's more annoying to get in your car to go a half mile down the road, you motherfucker. Like, nobody is going to do this. <laughs> Sell. You're old as shit. Go to Europe. See Poland firsthand. Yeah. Fucking, you know, like, like that's what your, your father, if he weren't as fucking fatalist and Polish, and uh, I can't say shit to him because I'm named after him and I've very much taken on his legacy, but like, <laughs> My grandfather, your father, wanted you to see the fucking homeland, and you've never seen it. Don't you think you should go over there now? Don't you think you should just fucking sell and go? And he has his fucking landlord idea, and now he can't fucking go because of COVID. And it's just like hey, dude, if- the boomers do love to be a tyrant. Like that's the that's the dream of every boomer. I want to be my own tyrant. He, he thinks he's being a flower tyrant, though. He really thinks like, uh, come on, man, I'm a hippie. If you could think about it this way, of all the landlords out there, wouldn't you rather me be one? And I'm like, no. no. No, no. I'd, I'd rather no landlord. I'd, I'd rather and two. No. Two. The fact that you've convinced yourself to do this in the same way every other landlord tyrant has makes me less optimistic of the end result. Yeah. Uh, look, he in the episode he is you know a dangus because of the the situation he comes from. He he, he <laughs> can't see uh, an existence without markets, and I I don't blame him for that. But it's just like, God damn, if I can give him hard economic. Like, he genuinely should sell. Go this get like, go get appraised right now yeah. and get the fuck out because I want to see you in southeastern Poland. I, I want to. I've been watching videos of Polish. So and I, by the way, I'm contacting the embassy. This will go nowhere. But apparently, Poland has programs where if you're an influencer, I'm clearly not. I'm talking to a hundred people, ten of which will fucking listen probably. But like, if we do better on the main, don't worry. But like, if if I <laughs> if, if I'm if I could just trick them, and they're Polish, so that's very doable. I feel like it's, it's not like I'm t- I'm not playing the game on survival mode cognitively with these guys, but the, it balances out because I have the same uh, haplo group. But like they apparently will pay people to travel to Poland and just shoot HD footage of like going to meet uh, like cheese makers and shacks and like milk goats and stuff. Like like there is a polish american i'm in no but i'm gonna hit you after this because there's a polish american youtube videographer influencer twitter program to get people 
who have the choice to go anywhere in the world to go to Southeast Krakow to, to climb the mountain I'm ridge done. in I'm Southern done. Poland. Yeah, I'm in. And it's like, fuck yes. But that's where I want my dad to be. I've been watching a lot of those videos and it's all, it's so fucking great, right? Because everyone ends, every single one ends uh, because the influencer goes there. It rains the whole time. They can't get good footage because the fog is fucking all encompassing. Yep. The, every time they try to take a picture, a goddamn satyr hops down from a bow and slaps it out <laughs> of their hand. Like it's dog shit. And then at the end they go, well, Poland, it's a, a rough, forbidding, brutal place. But if you stick with it, you can discover some real beauty. And if that isn't true of the people too, I don't know what is. And it's just like, bro, don't, you're not a pickup artist. I'm not paying you for this. Don't neg me in the middle of my tourism thing. But if I could get my dad to be one of those guys that they go visit on the South Poland route where they're just like, oh, look at this artisanal cheesemaker. And even the influencer has to like cut around the fact that he's hammered, drunk, and smoking weed. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want for him. So uh, I'll be, dad, uh, you don't know this exists, but like, yeah, you got to fucking. We'll oh, talk his, about his that land probably appreciated by like at least 80K in the last year. That's how much it's gone. It's nuts. If you are interested in selling in Florida, now is the time. Yeah, I'm going to hit and him up. And if you're interested in renting in Florida, don't fucking do it. Just get the fuck out. It's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, uh, it's bad everywhere. Yeah. I, I, I like most people in my family are looking for new places and everybody's like, holy shit, I fucked up. It's like 1900 for a one bedroom in Tampa, not even Tampa in Brandon and the suburb of Tampa. It was just, it's a, just the shittiest fucking place to live. And it's like 18, 1900 bucks for one bedroom, which is insane. I was, I was laughing to myself because I was digging through. Uh, there's not like, enough industries in Florida. To, but the no, main industry to support that is now. construction, which is highly predatory to the actual worker and backbreaking, and tourism, which isn't happening. So <laughs> <laughs> who's fucking renting these? It's just BlackRock? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, New Yorkers. Okay, yeah, fuck me. Yeah. Pieta. Imagine having a pied terre in Tampa, Florida. My God. No wonder that's the lightning strike capital in the world because God is great and just. I went to, I went, by the way, the sort of people renting, I went to a uh, dealership the other day because I'm trying to sell my car uh, while the value is high. Yeah. Um, and also because I'm trying to force myself to bike to work more because I do genuinely feel bad about like how much gas I'm burning on a, on a trip that's like a 20 minute bike ride and, and, it, and it's beautiful land. And it's just like, I should probably do that. Um, this dude is like, oh, yeah, you're, oh, where, you're from Florida? Oh, that's great. You know, I just picked up a new place in West Palm. And I was like, yep, I bet you did. You fucking sleazy piece of shit. Yeah, good luck. You know what? Actually, that's the only place I'm, I'm for. Actually, no, I can't even you, fucking you say car that. car salesman going there? Well, I was going to be like, you know what? F fuck up West Palm. I don't give a fuck about it. But I'm doing the thing that a lot of people do. And again, I always have to. I always have to remember like, oh, yeah, I was basically like a Democrat liberal sock dem for most of my life because i thought that's all there were and it's like i wasn't that as like a an identity a paint that i put over me and i go i am now this it was like the behaviors that is what makes yeah. you the thing like like we're talking about final fantasy 14 like it is the doing of the thing that makes you the the thing and so what i just did there reflexively and i'm self-critting this shit uh is, is that yeah west palm beach fucking sucks but only the easternmost coastal part of it sucks. The rest of it is people that are 
like 80% of West Palm Beach, once you get away from the beach, is like poor people who have to serve all these motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, that part's awful. Who need to be able to fucking exist lest they're driven into the sugarcane fields of the landlords to their west. The literal sugarcane fields, There is nowhere for them to go. So, yeah, still fucked. I wanted to celebrate fuck West Palm, but, you know. I mean, the good news is, as the seas rise, they destroy the rich people's property first. And that's actually universal in Florida. So the sea levels rising fucks rich people first. Yeah, which just, is the good people news. who are most able to deal with dislocation and given the fucking downward pressures of our economic system and ideology here in America. Listen, they're going to dislocate the fuck out of people like me. That's and you. all true, but I, I I'm going to enjoy watching the rich get fucked over at least a little bit. I will say, if the rich have to live in beautiful homes in the Everglades, uh, <laughs> fuck you. Here's the thing. Yeah, I hope you, they get eaten by a goddamn python. I, I was gonna say I, I hope I hope you enjoy fucking malaria. Uh, it's, it, Literal malaria. Yeah, I don't or know. Zika. If you, I got it, those of you that haven't been to the Everglades before. There's a reason Chief Osceola was unconquered. Yeah. <laughs> it is unwinnable. Bear Grylls, uh, the man versus wild guy. You know, he's always like, I have to drink piss. And it's like, you're still in the helicopter, bro. Like you could just wait until you get. <laughs> you got a bottle of water right there. You don't. That's just your cameraman. You don't need to do this. He got to the Everglades, and it was the only one on Man vs. Wild where he's just like, uh, thinking I might just kill myself. <laughs> I, this is terrible. I, if I were here in a survival situation, I would merely opt to not survive. And you know what? It may not even be my choice. It's like, yeah, yeah, fucking fair. So the fact that if, if rich people, again, this is just, all we're only silver linings on the darkest blood soaked clouds here. But if rich people needed to dis- dislocate themselves further inland into an absolute pit that is just mosquito and python and alligator, they're everything literally the caterpillars. Go ahead and get it, get on a fan boat ride in the Everglades, do it, see what happens. I'll tell you, I, I, I mean, those of you that want to keep it for yourself. Check out now for 10 seconds. I'm going to give you the spoilers on what happens on a fan boat ride. Looks nice, right? Looks fun. The big thing, you know. First of all, it's not even a Cajun. Like, you don't even get a guy like, oh, yeah, look at them. Dad, them gate. Oh, that neutral. We're going to eat good now, boy. It's not even that. You don't even get that sort of Southern charm. It's a guy that part-times at Oakland Park Kia sitting up there gunning this shit so that he finally can scare himself enough to feel anything. And what happens, spoilers, here we go, 10 seconds. On every fan boat ride over about 25 miles an hour, you smash all the sawgrass. By the way, the grass has multiple razors on it, and it will slice your wrist, literally slice your wrist if you walk through it the wrong way. Um, By the way, uh, sinkholes are there, and the, the muck itself, they have quicksand in the Everglades. Yeah, that's not, where it actually exists. Yeah, not the kind that's like, oh, my leg is stuck. I'm going to go down slowly. Oh, they got that shit there, too. No, they got the type where you're like, oh, I'm just walking, and now I'm entombed. <laughs> I, will, I will be discovered by a crustacean uh, archaeologist in 10 million years. Princess Bride style, where she walks and just vanishes. You are yeah. gone. You are gone. As a kid, they used to have us practice <laughs> Where they tie a rope to, we take field trips to go fall into quicksand. <laughs> it was and anyway. What will happen on on the fan boat? Because you're going twenty twenty five miles an hour over sawgrass, so you're bending the sawgrass, right? 
You know what's on that sawgrass? Poisonous caterpillars. You know the things that become butterflies? Well, before they do that, they will fucking take your arm. So if you're on a fan boat, you are literally just flicking orange three-inch caterpillars off of your body literally constantly. And if they bite you or you don't flick with enough percussion, they are going to take your fucking skin with them. Everything there sucks. So like having a rich person have to like wake up or have their dumb McMansion look out over like a gator eating a python, eating a scorpion, you know, eating a guy dumping a a Colombian body, like fucking good luck. Good luck. That's what you wanted. You should have. You if you don't like this or the fact that you're getting attacked like the kid from the book Hatchet by mosquitoes every single fucking time you like get out from the blanket within your home. Yeah, there's no escaping it in the Everglades. Like, should invest in an infrastructure. Sorry, it took Trump and Biden so long, but we're not going to be able to make this livable for you in a reasonable time span. No one's going to make that livable. It's not going to no, happen. It's never happened before. It's not going. The Panama Canal was bitch made compared to the Everglades. <laughs> you ain't draining shit there. No, absolutely not. I mean, like half of it's going to go underwater with Miami, but there is a big chunk that survives, and uh, not worth it. Don't the do Everglades it. will never go fully submerged because the ocean is afraid of it. <laughs> the ocean doesn't want to fuck with what's in the everglades that's right bro you if if barracuda look we all love barracudas they're a funny little fish they have the face of a human like the dreamcast game seaman remember that where it was a, a fish with a human face god if you all again if you're the crusader in indiana jones you're living your best life a barracuda can only fucking slink around reefs and be like hey everybody i'm a bear that's my barracuda voice that's the thing i've always since i was seven i've always done barracuda voice because you'll be swimming right and then a fucking five foot long blue silverish it's not though because their fucking face looks like a human pedophile the first few times it's terrifying as a kid it's terrifying it, it is jarring because again they are five feet long strong and they have an open mouth that has fucking teeth but the problem is they have a human face. So I, every time I see them, they're just like, oh, I hope you I hope you ain't got anything shiny on. I can't help myself. <laughs> I don't know what voice that is other than Barracuda. <laughs> and and those motherfuckers ain't going to cut it when the Everglades crew get, like wa- washes into that brackish water. Whatever is going to evolve the capacity to make it to the Atlantic, you need to look. Barracudas need to get together, become nationalists, and build the fucking wall, or they are going to actually, there's going to be a great Barracuda replacement within several years. They're, they're not going to cut it. They're, they're going to be like the sex criminal in the prison, where a, a fucking scorpion that inexplicably has like four halves and 24 arms that it just hasn't been discovered yet is going to parasite its brain and rip its head open. The Everglades sucks, bro. Don't go there. Uh, it's also why we talk about Miami's doomed because there's ocean to the east, there's ocean to the south. It sits on limestone, so ocean can come up underneath it. And to the west is Everglades, that is also below sea level, so the ocean will come that way too. The north is the only part that isn't going to go underwater instantly. And then northwest, more Everglades. I just imagine, uh, I just imagine all the coral snakes and oh, the God. fucking. 
river moccasins and uh, brown recluses and, and black widows just rolling up on the coastline like Usher and Ply's hit single Daddy's Home. Just, just one. It's over. The weird way of life ceases to exist now that we've been pushed out. One summer, I had I had three different people I knew. One got bit by a water moccasin. One got bit by a coral snake. They all lived because I don't. I genuinely don't know how uh, medical care uh, that they then could not afford, so they declared bankruptcy. And then one lady, my friend's mom, got bit by a brown recluse on her neck. You're, oh, that sucks so much. She, she could not, literally, could not lean over without passing out for ten months. Uh, she had to sit like this and turn, and it's just I. It, I felt awful yeah. for her. Her whole neck was black. It was horrifying. I felt terrible for her. It just happened while she was asleep. Literally nothing she could do. You're like, yeah, yeah, and maybe you're listening. You're like, well, you know, that's, you know, that's unfortunate. But you know, like when an amoeba gets in a kid's brain and and eats it and kills them, it's like, yeah, but they still allow those springs to be open because like it's so rare that that would happen, and there's ways to avoid it and shit. You know, like you keep your head above. That's sort of how these like natural springs. It's one of the caveats that people are mostly okay with and it's more rare than the news make it makes it seem because it's sort of you know that sort of terrifying experience is you don't want it to seem common in florida no they're everywhere it's if you look at the ranking it's not like the brown recluse is like endangered it's fucking everywhere it is when we were living at tallahassee when we were off in that house with the you know the four guys in the backyard and all that shit we had a black widow collection in the front yard we just had 40 dead black widows that we would just line up on the sidewalk as, as you came up because that's just, it fucking sucks there. My, uh, growing up the garage for our, our house that we bought for my grandma, I'd have to clean it. Uh, there were so many, most of them were black widows, but I had, it was the only time in my life I've had a spider hiss at me, make a sound. And it, I, there was a moment where I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's like, yeah, this the spider's like, fuck off, loser. And, and then like, I went outside and a, and a fucking water moccasin slithered up and scared the shit. And I okay. was just like, I'm done. I'm done. A water moccasin touched my dick. And look. Was, That's terrifying. Was was I underage and was <laughs> was the water moccasin technically uh, a host on bad faith? Yes. So I let it happen. <laughs> Uh, but no, I was at Everglades National Park. Already a mistake. Yes. And I, I'm a, a, a kid. I'm going to fish, right? And the way it works is there are these uh, boardwalks that extend out. And there's a perpendicular long boardwalk, maybe about 30 feet out into the water because it's the Everglades. There's sawgrass and shit. You got to walk down the wooden boardwalk to get to where you can actually start fishing because there's just all weeds and stuff, right? And this is a national park. Uh, and so I go and I step on... You know, I take like three or four steps down the boardwalk and I step on a a wood panel and like a movie just shatters and I get dunked into what is only four feet of water. Uh, In that four feet of water is an enormous, just fucking night, fucking midnight black water moccasin that goes right up, starting on the exterior of my thigh, up over to the front interior thigh by the old figgy pudding down around the back of the thigh and then out. And because it's big enough, it maintains that all at once. That's awful. That's like, that's a genuine nightmare for me. 
Yeah, I'll be honest. It was a nightmare for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, no. And, and so uh, uh, I was just like, what the fuck? How are they allowed to build like a, a – and then I, I asked and they're just like, Wait, there's water moccasins all over the place. Like it's funny when you think anywhere else you're like, well, you wouldn't have like an amusement park outside of Jersey, right? You wouldn't have an amusement park <laughs> over a spike pit, right? You'd build it not over the spike pit. But in Florida, they're just like, yeah, I don't know. If you want to go fishing, maybe you die horribly on your way. I don't know. What are you going to do? It's Florida. You buy the ticket, take the ride every time you walk into the Everglades. God, the, the water moccasins are everywhere too. If you've never seen one, they're terrifying because they're jet black. Some of them get to be the worst. as big around as your thigh. They're huge. And they're, the other thing we call them is cotton mouse because they're jet black and they have a white mouth and they're super aggressive. So they will rear back the second they see you. So, I, I've almost been bit like five times. And every time that's the moment in which I'm so thankful for flight or flight responses, because by the time I think, oh, shit, run, I'm already going. I've, I've leaped into the air and I've taken off. Dude, we were tubing once in uh, Tallahassee. I don't remember the name, but you know, there's some like uh, lazy river. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The, yeah, no, the, I went on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, were you, wait, you, were, you were there with me? Oh, no, it was a different one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we went with uh, me and, and you know, your, your friend from 308 who loves you. I won't call him out here. Sure. And, you know, we brought the girls and all that. And literally, you're just like, hey, lazy river. We got our, we rented our tubes. We're drinking beer. We got the cooler floating by. And even in fucking Tallahassee, 308 dude had a motherfucking water moccasin lunge at him from a branch. <laughs> you just, just, it's like, yeah, we have your fun, no. but also you could just horrible. Nobody should be there. God, no, 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 no. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, as we start to wrap, because I, I made promises, we should. Uh, I want to talk briefly about the um, the goddamn the eviction the disability mortgage. caucus. No, I'll, that's very quick. I'll save that for for the very last. Honestly, I, I'm thinking. Maybe, I wish I could save it for a main because I do think people need to hear it. Uh, but it's probably better for my self preservation to do it here. But whatever, circumstances left it here. But but let's do just the eviction moratorium and SCOTUS thing. So SCOTUS said the bullshit um, about in a global pandemic, us unelected motherfuckers need to say. And, and you know what? In terms of jurisprudence and fucking like the facts of the case, I get how they got where they got. But that's yeah. A, no, that, it actually does make sense from that side. That, I, I mean, it's a it's a an absolutely perfect implementation of a liberal technocratic rule of law uh, 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 framework that absolutely inarguably and inexorably fucks the, the poor, the disadvantaged and racial minorities in this country, which is what the Supreme Court from day one has always been about. So again, fatalist Slav and all that, but it's just like, as this happened and, and liberals were just like, oh, what? But 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 Biden is not closing the camps and, the, and now the, the SCOTUS and, and and they're saying they're they're evicting people. Why would they do that? And it's like if you can't answer that question, I mean I'll answer it for you here. Their internal biases and and yep. it inherently aligns with the ideological plan. Since all these people are lifetime unappointed humans who live in D.C. and that is their social milieu, they believe it or not, also have opinions. You know, people, the same people that'll be like, oh, the refs in the NFL or the NBA are rigged will be like, oh, but RB, 
uh, RBG would never be biased. It's like, no, these people, propaganda works on fucking them too. They are, the, they are the most elevated people within this ideology. So like, this is what they do. They play ball like everyone else. Imagine your wife is like a, a high level lobbyist and activist, like fucking Clarence Thomas and shit, right? Like these people are in this. There's no firewall between you and your wife unless, you know, you're hitting it wrong. Quick aside, Clarence Thomas just suddenly said he was pro-legal weed four days after his wife heavily invested in one of the biggest multi-state weed companies. Just a just a fun. <laughs> it's fucking shameful. But so so they decided, you know, the rule of law, good old white supremacist law, must not be denigrated at any point, including during a globe-striding uh, uh, COVID pandemic that is, by the way, they told people that they couldn't continue to go to work. So they didn't. And, uh, so now they're getting evicted and that's, uh, that's the legal system. And because America rules and the system works, I, as a liberal have to say that that's actually quite, quite good. And conservatives have to say like, Oh, well, you know, fuck it. Let let people work. The CDC can't tell us what to do because it was a CDC imposed uh, stay. So on the grounds of the case, it works out uh, on the grounds of is my family about to, you know, see the breadwinner of, of the group do an armed robbery. Maybe maybe less of a win. That, by the way, great win for Libs. This is best case scenario because you are always going to have to figure out how to deal with all the back paid rent, right? And your options were give people money or just fucking evict them at the end of the line anyway. And now you got the Supreme Court to do it for you. So win-win. They're not going to fight it. That's exactly what they needed to happen. It's perfect. Everyone is just like, look, AOC at this point, you know, if you're still on it, like, I don't know, man. Enjoy <laughs> enjoy the DSA. Like, I, I wish I had your idealism. Like, you know what? Maybe you'll take over... Nice hammer and sickle fucking t-shirt. Maybe you'll take over the the Democratic Party from within and turn it into a... In 50 years when it's four people. Turn it into a fucking revolutionary vanguard or whatever the fuck you're talking about. I know we don't... I know we don't learn any lessons, but I'm just so disappointed as someone that read Lenin for the first time basically four days ago <laughs> and his his essay about how open parties and this shit the collab it just doesn't make any sense because you can't put multiple class interests in a single party because it's like martial arts people always forget that like kata is when you do all your shit and no one does anything right but in combat not kata combat you take a move and then they take a move and then you take a move, and then they take a move. That's what jujitsu practitioners call the beautiful game, right? Because you do that until someone stops. And like there is a certain elegance to that. So I do think it's very funny that people that are still like, we will effortlessly take over the Democratic Party, and that'll be that, as if they won't fucking er take the mask off and eradicate you like they do every time they <laughs> challenge you honestly you like idiot the only way they believe the, that yeah. i need some of that optimism man fucking it's that's DSA, incredible it's dsa people and you know what i'm that's glad they're still delusion working. i'm glad they're still working because the thing is they're doing something it's wrong i think or, or rather i don't think it's the most effective not wrong what does wrong even mean right i mean like i 
Marx couldn't predict what the current fucking era would look like for a number of reasons. I can't even describe what the current era looks like. So I certainly can't predict, you know, rectitude or wrongness on this shit. But it is funny, like, oh, this has been solved already. You, You can't do this shit. So like Corey Bush, everyone's just like, yes, this is fucking it. Look, this is why we have Justice Democrats. Corey Bush doing poverty porn for her liberal audience for a couple days and then going, wow, we saved people. And then in a couple weeks, them all just silently being on the street and either literally starving to death, uh, being preyed on or, uh, which I would recommend getting into crime is your only way of survival. Like, yep. don't join the military. Yeah. You could join the military. I, I did that. You know? Don't do that one. I recommend crime. Yeah. Oh no, definitely crime. Over. I got. I should have sold drugs. That was my mistake. You, you fucked. Look, we're on the bonus. Hundred percent fucked up. I, you, bro, we could we could have been hanging out this whole time. <laughs> no, no, you did not need to go to Germany. I genuinely debated that. I was like, no. I remember thinking at the time, I was like, it's drugs, suicide, or military, and yeah. I was like, I was like, fuck me, I think I'm gonna choose the military. This is such a bad choice. Yeah. No. It. It definitely. We'll get to the suicide thing to say, but like, <laughs> like but like, yeah, yeah. It's it's fucking rough. Anyway, uh, uh, so my whole thing is the SCOTUS thing is is obviously terrible. But unless you have the memory of a goldfish, this is how it works. So like BlackRock, one in seven homes are currently owned by private equity and I banks. So if you have a that's block, a great situation. If you're on your block today and you look out at the homes, every seven is not a person's okay now we're about to do a mass and this has been the problem we talked about before with like shit where they uh blood from a stone Uh, after the the 2008 2009 collapse where are they going to get more fucking money from and they tried like reverse auto loans and subprime uh two and all this shit and now they figured it out well we'll just take the fucking homes if yep. if the electorate is truly divorced from the switches of power, then fucking just take the homes. So in the middle of a pandemic where you know people are most vulnerable, tell them that the technocracy you believe in can't do anything for you. Let them believe whatever fucking bullshit narrative we've already pumped out there. They're not going to create any trouble because, you know, communism equals gay or some shit. And just take True. it. So right now they're at one. They're at one equals. Yeah, by the way, not entirely wrong on that one. But, but like <laughs> now we're at one out of seven now so now people all get evicted uh private equity and and fucking i banks will take what one in five one in four one in three because who is buying up all these properties and mass like the wealthy and then we see the huge expenditure on police budgets around the country we see the criminalization of homelessness and we see the long american project of meritocracy meaning once you're on the street you're a failure. You should have protected your family, motherfucker. And now you want bread because of me. That's why we have cops for you, leech. I'm not giving you fucking social security or Medicaid. Like this, if you were not even conspiracy minded, just looking at the various algorithms running uh, on the federal level, as far as I can tell, having SCOTUS void an eviction moratorium, legally right or not, not doing anything to actually affect people's on the ground lives, uh, hiring more cops, 200,000 per Biden, and, and also at the state level, and shipping more banks to BlackRock, or shipping more houses to BlackRock. Like, this all makes total sense. If I was uh, a skull and bones jerk-off, 
I would, I would do this. This is brilliant. This is how you get the the value. You figured it out. They're so fucking no. smart. Part of the, I'll talk about this next episode, but part of the, uh, the move into buying all the homes is an anticipation of super high level inflation and parking your money into an asset that appreciates at the same level of inflation. But I'll, I'll get into that next time. But yeah, it's, it's not great. Like across the board, it, it's a lot of bad signals converging at the same time. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll wrap up here. I will, you, you've probably done me a favor by us talking this long, but I, I will just say, um, this, this is my disability caucus thing. And I'll, I'll just make up earlier. I probably would have done an angry rant, but here at, at two hours in I'm older and not wiser because I'm still doing it, but more tired, more tired. Ain't that the fucking truth? And so here's just a little vignette and I'm glad it's at the least visible part of this episode. But so basically the DSA in Los Angeles tweeted, of course they, yeah, you know, uh, tweeted, we regret to inform you all that tweeting isn't organizing. That was it. So Brett, what would you, what do you think just based on what you know about the world and the internet, what do you think the response to that tweet, which again was just, uh, we regret to inform you all that tweeting is an organizing. And then the, the next one was want to actually affect change. Come to DSA 101 tonight and learn how available on zoom. What do you think the response to my response is neither of those are going to affect change, but uh, but what do you think the people that follow DSA LA that like a California DSA people, what do you think the response to that was? Tweeting is organizing. If you're disabled. See, I didn't think that I thought it'd be something I, more. Reasonable. I thought it would be people saying like, go fuck yourself just because that, that is that's like a normal yeah. lib thing to be yes. like, Oh, get off the internet guys. You're not doing any. And it's just like, all right. Yeah. Great. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, or, or like, you know, the the thing, you know, when I tweeted a while ago, that was just like, I really feel like the people that tweet 100 times a day probably aren't, you know, the people that are really giving us by volume the most uh, the content on how we should engage with the working class. Uh, sometimes I'm skeptical that they can actually talk to a normal person for like five minutes without being weird. Uh, and that like most pe- overwhelmingly people are like, ain't that the truth? But it like surgically tar- targeted the most deranged people who felt called out. Uh, in this case, in response to this tweet, it was the disability crew that got, and not, by the way, not all of them, you know, but there is a faction of uh, disabled comrades that was just like, this is ableism. I cannot work with the equivalent of a eugenics Hitler, which is the worst sort of Hitler. I don't know why you think people that have anything wrong with their bodies are no longer welcome. Tweeting is the only and the most important thing we could do. It was just an endless tirade of DSA sure. disability caucus people, people who like, okay, I'm not going to get worked up. People who like, you know, need jazz hands rather than applause, but also think i mean i guess it's good in the dsa because that's where we'll reform our way and there will never be impoliteness on the way to the total overthrow of the greatest empire that has ever happened the the 
the early Christians who thought Nero was the Antichrist, 666, the end of the world, pour out the seven bowls and weep and gnash your teeth, fucking pull your eyes out of your socket and weep still in the dirt. That situation is a fraction of how tough taking on an imperial... No, but that you don't understand. They're going to socialist Bob Fosse their way into power. Just jazz hands it through. It's all going to be... People are going to be very polite <laughs> and they're going to play by the rules. This is what I'm talking yep. about where it's just like... Sure. Like I say I'm a socialist, right? But a socialist is not being. I spent, like people at the DSA, you know, a lot of time being a, a market liberal who thought that was like the best we could do and compassionate fucking liberalism and all that. And the idea that like, well, any other hobby I get into, you know, it, it, it should be fulfilling for me, but also kind of fun and not, not shitty. Like if it's too bad at, at the pottery place, I'll just make a complaint to the manager about the hip hop music or whatever. Like that is literally, if you played hip hop music at the fucking DSA convention, you'd be called ableist literally like, so it, it it's not, and this is final fantasy 14 and all that shit too. Being a socialist is, is doing things like we, it, it's the actual actions. Like if you're a singer you know, people get weird because they work at like Pret-a-Mange and they fucking, they're a food service employee and people ask, what do you do? And they're afraid to say, well, I'm a singer, I'm a comedian, uh, because the thing that pays them is, you know, being a fast food worker, basically. And they're like, I don't really want to say I do comedy or a singer or a painter because I don't really make my money from that. But you should, I've always said this, you should say you're a painter. No one gets to make the rules. If you paint, then you're a painter. And if you sing, you're a singer. I don't care if it's at a, a, a fucking bullshit wedding reception or even karaoke. A singer's a singer. A comedian's a comedian. But the other side of that is a socialist is not someone who says they're a socialist or in their mind is a socialist any more than uh, in my mind I'm a porn star. Society and reality does not bear that shit out. I could say it, but it's not rooted in any behaviors. And so the... The, quote, dis disability caucus socialists that are not, you know, they're a very, very small percentage, but I'll use them to sort of make my point here. Saying that you can't do any more than tweet, that because you are disabled, the only option is fucking tweeting. Fuck you. Like, that is offensive. First of all, I'm set, like, harden the fuck up. Like uh, there are people that can't do anything maybe. Right. But I know you can read, I know you can type and I know you have enough energy to stay up for six hours yelling at the DSA for being eugenics, Hitler or whatever the fuck. So Thanks for insulting to all the disabled people who show up to protest, which is a pretty decent chunk of humans. I, yeah. Uh, to be like, Nope. And, and so this is just, uh, I'm calm now. Right. But, but like I loved when Matt Chrisman, who like, you know, we all saw how uh, I won't blow up his spot, but he goes to actions. If you're in Brooklyn, you will see Matt Christman walking around. And he, I remember one day on a disability thing was just like, I don't fucking talk about it because that's not how I identify because my behavior is not, I'm not doing disability stuff. I'm not in the caucus, but yes, I am actually a, you know, I'm in your crew. And yet I was still able to go out and I understand if you can't, but I'm just saying, you know, maybe you can do more than you think. And in the same way, Brett, 
we don't need to go into it because frankly it's no one's business but yeah i got a doctor to fucking sign off on that shit I, i got some fucking things i'm working around sometimes when i'm on this pod I go blind for 15 minutes because I have brain disease, right? Sometimes, or every time when I do this pod, I, I have to, and, and Brett's lived with me, I, I have to, um, I can only go prone, seat, or stand for two hours at a time. No matter where I am, no matter what the context is. Like, I do not have the structural integrity as a giant with also a back disease and fucking literal trauma. Uh, I, I, I can't do it. So for me, it is hard to do even this like silly little thing. It's hard to go out, but I just sort of accept that it's hard because I think of if I'm going to say I'm a socialist, I think I have to do like socialist things. I think I have to actually do the behavior. And for me, the, the shape of, of sort of my disability, which is not a self-diagnosed thing that I use for clout on the fucking internet, uh, but rather a legal and medical uh, designation that allows me to more easily get treatment so I can go out and expand my ability and utility within this movement. Uh, I, I just think of like all the, all of your comrades with your hammer and sickle shit before, like this is the one thing that you get into that you should expect to feel bad a lot because the entire world is here to make you fucking feel bad about it. Like oh, yeah. it, most people that are like literally most people that are like I'm a socialist. We're fucking in like the Red Army and shit, and got like shot in the the neck and then drowned in a pit of feces. You know where there was actually almost certainly a lot of disabled people, the Battle of Kursk. But you know they they found a way to make it happen. Now look, uh, I'm being a little glib about the MLs and all that, but all this is to say. You're fucking embarrassing us. You know, I do not believe. I look if you just want if you just want to, you know, uh complain online, it's entertaining and and this is just like a hobby and you don't you have no illusions, fine. I I that's fine. You know, you got it could have been pottery, whatever. But this is kind of the one identity marker that you you really should know what you're getting into because you're in the losers bracket and shit you should expect to suck. You know, if you want to be an ultra marathon runner, I, if you're whatever amount of ability you have expect to suffer. And I just, I, I understand the wailing when people experience discomfort in their chosen identity, because all throughout the liberal fucking globosphere, discomfort in your identity is a failure of the other person. Right. It's them not sufficiently respecting you. It's them being bad. Right. But you pick the one where the behavior is itself inherent and infused with pain and suffering. And not just for you as a new thing, everyone else has already done it. Don't skip the line. Like it's fucking great. When, when you experience a roadblock, that means you are meaningfully engaging in ideological behavior. You're locking it in. It's fucking great. Try it. I want that for you. Community is fucking great. It hurts, but it makes you stronger and it makes things better. It's like fucking working out or whatever. Like this, and this is something that almost everyone can do. And so I found my niche. Matt Chrisman, look, I, 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 we have a podcast because I like listening to, to podcasts, right? He found a way to do it. And I simply refuse to believe. 
I mean, you look at like Mark's Madness's Discord. There's people with disabilities in there. And what they do is they sit down and they say, well, what can I do? You know, can I get five people? I, I think I can. Like I'm communicating all day. So that means I can do that. But what if I can't? What if well, I'm, I, I'm disabled in a way that prevents me from doing that? Okay. What can you do? Do you, do you make any money? How about take five? How about take fucking $5 every, every check you get? Take 5%. And spend that time, if you can only fucking, if you literally can't leave the house, you can still, I refuse to believe that there are zero avenues open to you. As someone in your in-group, as someone that's been around this, you know how I know a lot of disabled people? Because every fucking week for years and years and years and years, I was in hospitals every fucking day. And you hang out with disabled people and disabled people become your friends. And I'm sorry, like normies, disabled people are fucking stronger than you and they're tougher than you. And they're willing to do some shit that you can't even fucking imagine. And I, I'm going to bring it back, bring it back down now so I don't go into ranting. But fuck you. If you're... Not most of you, but if you are someone that uses your disability as an excuse, not for doing a particular thing, because that's fine. You know, it's fine to say, hey, man, I can only come to this for two hours because that's all the stamina I have. That's fine. But to say I can do nothing and you should you should make me feel better about doing nothing. Uh, uh, Left wing organization, democratic socialist organization mollify my excuses for not contributing to the thing that is supposed to be building my identity make me feel better about that and you're hitler if you don't fuck you you should do better you're embarrassing all disabled people you idiot you absolute just lazy fuck amen anyway uh uh ready to go <laughs> i just I, I would, there's a much angrier version of this. No, I know. I'm glad we got, I, I like, I, I'll just say, Brett, you can, I'm not talking out my ass on this, right? No, no, of course not. No, no, it's, it's fucking real. I, I, no. the people that know it, if I can do it, you can fucking do it. Whatever your thing is, it's not nothing. If it was nothing, you'd be dead. If, if there's truly a void in what you can do, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to respond to me angrily on Twitter. So figure it Truth. out. I'll help you figure it out. Just let's fucking figure it out and do something other than attacking allies. I don't even like the DSA, but it's not their job to like wipe your bottom and, and tell you that it's okay to do nothing and you're very special and let's feel bad for you. It's just, you signed up for this. No one made you come here. All right, see y'all later. <laughs>